Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming News covering the CD Projekt Red patch 1.5 leak that is pointing to maybe a soft relaunch or reboot of the game. The long-awaited Cyberpunk DLC has yet to be announced. Also a rumor about a stream in February. If you like these types of live streams, hit subscribe and the bell button. I try to give you the update right here at the beginning and then the rest of the stream is us discussing it. This is an SNTR update. Cyberpunk 2077 has planned DLC for this year as well as next-gen versions and a recent leak points to the fact that the game may be going through a soft sort of relaunch or reboot, which would be welcome news to the people who have been playing the game or waiting to dive into the game full force. Now, keep in mind, this is a leak, so you have to take it with a bit of a grain of salt, but most of the items in it sounded pretty credible when I read through it. Now, this comes from SportsKita.com. According to the leak, CD Projekt Red plans to do a soft reboot of the title with the in-development next-gen patch 1.5 that will include features available for the current generation of consoles, the Series X, S, and the PlayStation 5. The game will reportedly be renamed Cyberpunk 2077 Samurai Edition. Now, there's lots of samurai-themed things in the game, so it's possible that this is just somebody guessing, because they're like, oh, well, lots of samurai-themed cosmetics, and they're sort of, you know, taking a stab. Some of this sounded like they were actual things that would be planned for the game. The first thing listed that it'll be a next-gen patch. It will be treated as a soft relaunch. We know that the next-gen patch is coming. I could imagine them deciding to sort of rename the game or give the game an era name when they decide to go to next-gen. They will be doing a live stream around February to reveal this patch, and the Cyberpunk anime will also be in that trailer along with the first expansion. So... It would actually make sense to do a stream in February. Like, that's not a hard prediction to make that somewhere around January or February, you know, you could see these these companies starting to make more noise and starting to announce things. February is supposed to be a very big month for gaming in 2022. They're talking about features being added, barbershops, a garage, improved AI, transmog system, a complete rebalancing of the loot system, and new UI. Again, these could be just lucky guesses because these do sound like pretty general things that you would want to see improved in the game of cyberpunk the promised free dlc i don't think that that's true i really don't think it will be free it will be bundled in and it includes four new weapons new game plus apartment customization and new gigs again i could see a new game plus and some new weapons being again these are these seem like pretty probable maybe even credible leaks but it being free seems very unlikely unless they are hoping that this could serve as the springboards for sort of resetting the game and then they would start having other things cost money after the fact. The game does have a bit of a tarnished history on the consoles themselves in two ways. Number one, they ran very, very poorly on the old gen consoles and basically still do. And the next gen versions have still yet to be released. So it would make sense that they would say, all right, look, we're going to bundle everything together, make it free, win back goodwill from the public. But I still think it's pretty unlikely that they decide to do a free DLC. They said tons of small stuff like Judy and Pan Am sending you more text messages. The first expansion takes place in Pacifica, which is actually quite huge. You walk around and do quests in what is called the combat zone and it's being fought over by two new gangs uh you'll walk around in the combat zone feeling very inspired by the game stalker uh cyberpunk will get its own gwent like mini game some of these are just so specific it's either somebody just stabbing in the dark or they might have actual concrete information i think sometimes leaks 
end up being peppered with real things while also peppered with guesses because they actually know somebody who knows things that are coming and they sort of sprinkle both throughout. Uh, They said one of the monsters looks like a reaper. Cyberpunk anime is going to be called Cyberpunk 2077 Edge Runners. It's made by Studio Trigger with writing and story by CD Projekt Red themselves. It looks insane. Beautiful 2D animation. Reminds me of Akira. Again, statements like this, if you're trying to give a leak and you want people just to sort of believe it, I would imagine you would just go generic and say, oh, there's an anime coming. This, again, sounds like somebody does have access to... A lot of times, I think leaks come from marketing companies because the developers outsource the marketing and so once those marketing materials people get their hands on them that's when speculation leaks and things like this start to take place the developers themselves are usually pretty locked down however marketing companies are a little less locked down with respect to protecting leaks so the question is is the leak credible and will the dlc be free i found some of the details to make it sound like somebody has actual information about things coming somebody in chat was already saying oh cd project red debunked this i didn't actually see that anywhere i also think it's very easy to dismiss leaks and be like oh they're not real they're not real if there's just a handful of things in the leak that are not true some of these things i think do sound pretty credible so even if it isn't true i've been saying for a very long time that this is basically what you need in cyberpunk so to summarize There was a pretty substantive leak from uh, 4chan about Cyberpunk getting a soft relaunch with the Cyberpunk 2077 Samurai Edition. It speaks of whole new areas, new quests, new weapons, complete overhauls of updates and loot systems as UI, as well as the true next-gen version finally coming out for the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. Obviously, leaks need to be taken with a grain of salt. I contest that there are elements to this leak that sound credible and real, while others could be just total guesses and pokes in the dark to see if they get it right when it finally happens. The leak also included information about a potential stream in February from CD Projekt Red to outline these plans and to make it clear what their goal is and when they'll deliver it. So very soon we'll see if even a part of this leak is true, because February is supposed to be a very big month for gaming in 2022 as always we love to hear from you let us know in the comments below what you think about these leaks and as always check me out on sntr gaming where i stream live or if you're over here on sntr updates hit subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next one and i'll see the rest of you right now somebody already coming in and telling me they debunked this where did they debunk this i couldn't find anything other than the, the 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 leak itself and the news report on it, I couldn't find anything where they said, "Oh, this this." What do they even say? Because your comment on it was worded strangely. This doesn't add up. Why would they say it doesn't add up? Are they are they saying, "Oh, this doesn't add up," as in like this? Are they trying to cast doubt, or are they specifically saying, "No, this this isn't true. We're not doing this." Yo, it's good feed. I see you in the chat. Welcome in, everybody. Go through your morning ritual. Smash that like button. Get us our first 100 likes. Appreciate you guys being here so, so much. Cyberpunk was the worst game ever. The gameplay was solid, uh, but the amount of crashes was crazy. That's what the guy said. So a guy from CD Projekt Red said it doesn't add up, and that's all he said. That doesn't sound like a strong rejection. That sounds like a an attempt to cast doubt, which is an interesting approach. I want to know if they've officially said anything. Morning, Lonard. What's good, Radical? Good morning, Hilly. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for being here. Uh, we'll have to think of a 
What the think of a... Uh... That's what the developer said in a tweet. Do you know the developer's Twitter handle? Because I want to see if they said anything else. That's such an odd way to respond to a leak. Like, this doesn't add up. Instead of being like saying, like, no, that's not true. We're not doing any of that. Doesn't sound like something a developer would say about a leak. They would either say nothing or they would say no. They wouldn't say it doesn't add up. Right, it doesn't add up. It's just an odd way to phrase it. Okay, so it's the global director, Radek Grabowski. All right, hang on a second. Let me, I've got to find this guy. And let's, we'll obviously want to add this to the coverage. Okay, so here is Radek. Uh, da, 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 Steam Awards, first game of 2022. Uh, da, 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 da. When did he say this? Did he reply or did he just send a tweet? I'm all the way back to Christmas and I don't see anything. So it might have been a reply. Hang on, let me scroll back to the top and look at his replies because his just normal tweet sent. He's not said that. You've got a gift. I just finished this. Glad you liked it. Told you. Um, I am not seeing it. Unless it's unless is it in another language? Translate tweet. No, no. It was a reply. Tassie. Okay. Uh. When, though? Do you have a date? I'm not seeing a reply. How long ago was the article written? It was in a reply. Okay, hang on. I'm going to his replies incognito because it's possible that... Um, I can't... Maybe I can't see it. This thing does not add up. Sorry, Paul. Okay, yeah. So I couldn't see it. Um... So yeah, he responds to Tassie's article. So Tassie reported on this yesterday. Um, I saw it over the weekend, and we didn't we didn't plan to cover it until today because uh, I saw Sports Kita's article on it over the weekend. Now he says this thing does not add up. Sorry, Paul. And then he Paul says which part specifically, and he doesn't say anything. I don't know. I would not say that's a debunk. I would say that's sort of like a wave of the hand of like, oh, this doesn't really add up. That doesn't sound like a re- a repudiation or a refutation. He's just saying, oh, it doesn't add up, meaning that could be that there's parts of it that aren't right or incorrect. There's elements that are inaccurate or don't add up. Seems like a pretty strong denial. I, that doesn't. No, you would say, yeah, this isn't true. Saying it doesn't add up. Now, there could be a language barrier. Maybe that's a, that's an expression that he thinks is a strong denial of like, no, this isn't true. But to say this doesn't add up. You're responding to somebody who wrote an article for Forbes. If you want to actually flat out deny it, you would just flat out deny it and be like, yeah, you can't really trust these leaks. None of this is actual true. None of this is true. Yeah, it could be because of a slight language barrier. I don't know. I'm not taking it as a strong reputation. I'm taking it as a... Because this is what I think happens. I'll give you my theory on leaks. What I think happens is the marketing materials that are required to make uh, trailers and announcements and all the little videos that you see anytime there's like a, there's like a, a new thing coming, okay? All that has to be handed off to a marketing company. And what the marketing company does is they chop it all up, 
they make the trailers and they make all of the 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 assets for the the marketing now some companies don't do this because 343 when they apologized about their whole mishap they said yeah we we didn't overlook certain assets as closely as we should have or whatever now that still could have been funneled through a marketing uh, company but i don't think so i think 343 handled their own marketing so what i think happens with these leaks are somebody at the marketing company leaks leaks bits of information that are accurate so the name could be correct samurai edition uh the details about there being a new zone and new weapons uh the anime looking like akira these could all be genuine leaks from just somebody in a marketing company that's like oh yeah i took a peek at it all here's some here's some breadcrumbs for you and then what ends up happening is somebody goes to reddit or 4chan and they get the certain things in there that are correct oh there's going to be a stream in february well that's something a marketing company would have they would have they would have like a trailer they'd have the details of like tune in in february or whatever because they'd be advertising the the stream and then what what they do is is they pepper in a bunch of fake stuff because usually what happens is just a handful of like four or five bullet points from the marketing company aren't that interesting because if you went to 4chan and read it with a leak that said oh the dlc name is samurai edition it's going to have next gen upgrades um it's it's going to have some new areas and some new weapons and they're going to talk about it in february all and there's an anime that looks kind of like akira right so all those things could be genuine and true but nobody's going to care that much so what do you do you pepper in a bunch of extra details you talk about how oh it's going to be like a soft relaunch of the game that's not something to me that sounds like like a 4chan or a redditor would make up that sounds like they genuinely want the dlc to be a soft reboot that sounds like something that the developer would want given everything that's happened especially considering they have not released a truly next-gen version yet four consoles knowing the style of studio trigger i don't think the anime looking like akira is accurate they don't break style do they always stay in one style barrier i'm not an anime guy so i you'd have to educate me on that seeker of justice with a five dollar tip good morning lono looking forward to watching you for another amazing year uh and good morning to everyone else thank you seeker of justice for the five spot um let's just let's just pull the chat let's just pull the chat here cyberpunk oh gosh I'm all to the side here. Cyberpunk 2077 patch 1.5 leak. Is it credible? Uh, is it credible at all? Like, do you think any of it has any credibility? Is there any part of this that you think might be true, genuine, and actual leak? Any part of it, you know? Does someone say anime? Throwing some extra stuff may help obfuscate the source. That's exactly right, Zubair. They're like, look, you're going to have to throw in some extra stuff or they're going to know it was me or they're going to know it came from the marketing team. You throw in a bunch of extra crazy stuff and it's going to make it harder to detect, like, well, wait a minute, who who leaked this? Why does it say all this other stuff? Why does it have, you know, they're faithful to their style? Yeah, so Barrier is saying that the studio working on the, the anime, Studio Trigger... They stay, they stay faithful to their style, which would mean saying it looks like Akira might be one of the tells that it's not believable. Trigger is good, but they usually go for a more cartoony style than Akira, which I remember being um, uh, more detail-focused. Yeah, 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 yeah. Akira is definitely not what I would describe as cartoony style. It's actually very, you know, very well done, very detail-oriented, yes. When Tetsuo is, like, getting all 
big and crazy and expanding and the bike and everything else <clears throat> cyberpunk waifus <laughs> I think that they have some info says DTM but there does seem to be some stuff in the leak that sounds far-fetched Let, I'm gonna tell you the things that I think sound legitimate all right the first thing that I think sounds legitimate is that the the next patch will be the next gen versions for for the for PS5 and Series X and I actually believe they're looking at this as a soft relaunch I do because I think they don't need to win over the PC crowd did you guys see they got nominated and won a Steam award they won uh, outstanding story rich game you gotta understand something okay you have to understand something when whenever we looked at the reviews of cyberpunk and steam we came to an alarming discovery and that discovery was that this game has fared pretty well on pc compared to how people talk about it its review score is in like the mid 70s now you wouldn't expect that and then the most recent 30-day reviews were slightly higher. Now, I think they've dipped again. There was a time where the most recent 30-day reviews of Cyberpunk were in, like, the 80s. I think they've slipped back down into the 70s again. That's still pretty good. Out of, like, I think it was, like, 400,000 reviews or something. Overall, it was, like, at like a 75. That's pretty strong, given the number of reviews, okay? So... It winning this Steam Award for Story Rich, I don't think they see the future of the game being like, well, we better, you know, we better get our uh, get our ducks in a row and, and really win back the PC crowd. No, they need to win back the console crowd, right? And I think this patch or whatever these details are, if these details are believable, if there is a leak, if, if there is a, a plans DLC that when they do the next-gen patch for Series X and the PS5, I think they would view that as a soft relaunch because they want to win back the, the, the console crowd. Now, that's not that big of a crowd given the Series X and the PlayStation 5 limited saturation. You're not winning back people that tried this game on the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox One, right? I, I, don't, I don't think so. So, I, I, would, I would say that they're 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 wanting to treat the next gen patch as sort of like a soft relaunch. The other thing that I think is credible is they're going to be doing a big live stream around February to reveal the patch. And that'll also have the Cyberpunk anime reveal and the first expansion. So I I I find that to be pretty believable. It's like, well, yeah, that we know they've got some big plans coming this year. They told us that the next gen stuff had to be delayed. Maybe it got delayed because they wanted to bake it into a larger update. And if it's a larger update, it makes sense to do a stream about it. A Coyote $5 tip from Coyote says, I bought Rageous Roast yesterday just to go home and accidentally spill half my first bag. Oh, no. No, 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 Coyote. Thank you for the $5 tip. I appreciate it. Radical says, that's because the game was good. There were bad mechanical bugs. If you fix the bugs, the game is very playable. It doesn't excuse the issues, but we are where we are. Well, and it's clear, I think, I think it's clear, that they they lost so much goodwill with the public and the community because of the old-gen console performance. That, I think, completely overrode the entire narrative about the game and the public. I don't think anybody cared after that. 
I don't. I think as soon as people saw the memes, as soon as people saw the the, the way that it ran, I think I think people on old gen console had every right to ask for their money back, right? I, I think that was completely legitimate. And I think it's unfortunate because we don't know who made that call. Was that a corporate level decision? Who at what level of the company decided, oh no, yeah, let's push that out on old gen. And then essentially that overrides the entire public narrative about the game. Yo, what's good, Atwood? <clears throat> it should have never happened. It's inexcusable. Well, it's inexcusable for the consumer, but it's also just like, what a disrespect of your art. What a disrespect of your game. What an absolute disrespect. Because that's all people remember at this point. We were all shocked. We couldn't believe it because we, we, we I believed the narrative. I was like, oh, and I played it. I actually think there's design criticisms of the first four hours of the game. I do. I do. I think there's design criticisms with the pacing of the first four to five hours of the game. I also believe there's criticisms with respect to build depth and and the RPG elements. I believe there are legitimate criticisms to make there that chop the game down to, unsurprising, Steam's probably getting it right. It's getting like a 75%. I could see giving this game a 7.5. Being like, dialogue, character design is great, it has potential it seems like a very long like, rich game with lots of different options and story paths that gives it a good score, but I gotta chop it down real quick because combat's kinda rough and the first four to five hours the pacing is just odd what it, you know, why is the tutorial like four or five hours, like this seems so ridiculous why does the tutorial include you know, gameplay elements that virtually don't exist in the rest of the game, it seems a little fragmented, it seems like you guys had some scope creep, you had ideas that you just couldn't capitalize on, so the tutorials are baked in, and they shouldn't be, like, I don't know, combat in the vehicles, uh, the weird dream state stuff, where you're playing like Sherlock Holmes with cameras, like that's apparently in the game like two, maybe three times, and Getting, getting acclimated to it is an e- is easily 30 to 40 minutes, I think. I took a little bit longer because I was memeing it and, and getting irritated, but I, I do. I think there's legitimate criticisms to make, and I think those legitimate criticisms would have landed it in like a 7 to a 7.5 for me, and Steam has it at a 75% out of 400,000 reviews. That, to me, seems like it's getting a fair shake on Steam. That doesn't mean it's a groundbreaking, record-breaking game. I don't know if it deserves awards. Like, I don't know how many 7.5 games win awards. Those features may have been cut and pushed into this expansion. That's also possible. That's also possible. Now, the patch, the new patch featuring barbershops, a garage, improved AI, transmog system, a complete rebalancing of the loot system, and new UI. There are elements here that sound believable, like barbershops and a garage and improved AI. I'm like, well, these all sound like things that you would actually put in the game. This doesn't sound like somebody just making stuff up. A transmog system, okay, There's this game's definitely got the customization elements. But when they say a complete rebalancing of the loot system, I'm like, okay, now hang on just a minute here. That is... That is significant. If you're new and just tuning in and you're interested in the Cyberpunk 2077 patch, like the leaks, we're combing through the leak right now, and I'm talking about which parts I think are credible and which parts seem kind of made up. I, I, I think saying a whole complete rebalancing of the loot system, that sounds grandiose. That doesn't sound like something you would just do in a patch. That's like, and uh, but again, if they are doing a soft relaunch of the game... 
then that part makes sense. It does make sense, but that that sounds very, very far-fetched compared to the other elements of the league. And after that, they said new UI, you know. And here's where I start to jump off. This is where I feel like a lot of the stuff starts to get... It, it, it's, it gets... It gets more difficult to believe the further you go down into the league, because then they say the promised free DLC will be bundled in. Bundled in what? You know what I mean? Bundled in and includes four new weapons, new game plus, apartment customization, and new gigs. This already is looking like Studio Trigger. If that if that picture is from Cyberpunk. I can see why somebody might say it lo- It reminds them of Akira, though. The jackets, the cityscape. I don't know, Barrier. They might be talking purely about the... Th- but 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 the f- They might be talking about the feel, not necessarily the aesthetic. Like, they might not be talking art style. Look at the way he's standing with his back to the camera and his jacket and the cityscape and the bright colors. That very much reminds me of Akira. Not in not in the actual style itself, but in the theme. It feels thematically like similar to how a lot of the Akira posters and stuff look. Yo, Dominic with five months. Happy New Year, Lono and chat. Thank you so much, Dominic, for almost half a year of support with a membership. Uh, appreciate that very, very much. Chris says, I'm debating which to grab before the Steam sale ends. Cyberpunk or Horizon Zero Dawn. Have a very capable PC, so performance shouldn't be an issue. I will encourage you that if you get Horizon Zero Dawn, if you get Horizon Zero Dawn, cap it at 60 frames. It runs significantly better. When you have it on uncapped or 120, it doesn't run very well. It gets weird. It gets super weird. A lot of the performance issues people complain about with Horizon Zero Dawn, all of mine went away when I capped it at 60 frames. If you don't like capping at 60 frames, then I don't know. I would proceed with caution then, because you might not enjoy it. If you... If you can cap a game at 60 and enjoy it, then I would get Horizon Zero Dawn 100%. Radical's recommending Horizon Zero Dawn, and she's a big cyberpunk fan, so that might say something. It's a complete game? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, the next portion of the leak here, the promise-free DLC will be bundled in and includes four new weapons, new game plus, apartment customization, and new gigs. Now, Aside from them saying it's going to be promised to be free, the rest of it sounds believable. Four new weapons and new game plus, apartment customization and new gigs. Like, that that, that sounds believable, credible. This could just be very, very generic guess. You know, because if you were going to guess, oh, what are they going to add? What are they going to, what are they going to update? You would probably guess, oh, well, yeah, they would add some new weapons and, you know, new gigs. Yeah, th- th- again, it could be, it could be a total stab. This could be a total stab in the dark this one here especially considering they premise this one by saying that the DLC will be free and that's where I'm like nah I don't know they'll, they'll be charging for this DLC almost assuredly I would think I could have this all wrong they could be planning a free DLC because again as I said they want to win back the goodwill uh, and the admiration of the console community you know so Next part of the leak. If you're just tuning in, make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button. I do video game news all throughout the week. I am safe for work. A lot of people treat me like video game radio, so you can subscribe in confidence. People throw me on in the background, go throughout their work date. I got another show later today for you about the new Halo event that's hitting today. 
uh, in Halo Infinite. It says tons of small stuff like Judy and Pan Am sending you more text messages during the course of the game. This again just feels like something generic that they wouldn't say unless this is unless this is real. It's just so out of out of the blue. You know what I mean? If you're going to try and make a like a leak credible and make it believable, I don't think you would throw something like this in cuz it's just like it's not even that exciting. Tons of small stuff like Judy and Pan Am sending you more text messages during the course of the game. Like that 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 again, this sounds believable. This sounds like somebody who actually got their hands on information about about the leak, about the D- I'm sorry, about the DLC, that this sounds like something that would be listed in like a bullet point list of things. Unless this is just a, a, somebody that's really, really good at, at crafting fake leaks, some of these, again, sound like something that you would get from a marketing company that's got their hands on a handful of the, of the, of the, the bullet points or a handful of the updates. If they're handling all the marketing on their own, then you have to wonder, you know, where where would a leak like this originate from? You know, where did it where did it come from? <clears throat> it says the first expansion takes place in Pacifica, which is actually quite huge, uh, and they misspelled quite quiet huge. Uh, you walk around and do quests in what is called the combat zone. The combat zone's being fought over by two new gangs, the Bozos, violent clown psychopaths with a sick sense of humor, and a gang called Slaughterhouse, violent psychopath fascists. So, this is this is where, if you, you have to wonder, I, I question, if you're going to try to guess on a leak, why would you, why would you do that? Well, because you want to be proven true. If you're going to guess on a leak, you want things to hit in February and people to be like, oh, that leaker was telling the truth. If Because if not, the, the February stream happens and people are like, oh, that leaker was a liar. And I guess then the leaker would take satisfaction and be like, haha, I tricked them. It's sections like this that make me think, no, they got their hands on concrete information. You got the names of the gangs, you got descriptions of the gangs. This again would be potentially in some marketing materials about brand new area called the combat zone and like combat zone would pop up on the screen and you know new rival gangs fighting in the combat zone and they would show the bozos and they would show the slaughterhouse I wanted to play and love cyberpunk but after everything that went down I won't spend my money or a minute on it unless there's a full PS5 version someday it's very likely that this leak is the beginning of PS5 actually having a next gen version because they have continued to promise that there is a next gen update coming if you make it past the first boss in Witcher 3, you're probably hooked until you finish it. Yeah, if you can get around the dialogue, I do think a lot of people, myself included, struggle with the dialogue uh, saturation in, in The Witcher. It's a lot. It's a lot. What's good, Expery? What is good? Appreciate everybody tuning in. Strong start to the day. We already have almost 400 people here, so be sure to smash like. Get us our first 200 likes. We're reading through the Cyberpunk leak about patch 1.5 and questioning the credibility of it the it is does this seem uh believable it's so nice watching you in the hospital this is nice and relaxing well hopefully everything's okay and you're not in the hospital for anything too serious uh you know 
Some people don't enjoy story-heavy stuff. Uh, it's very heavy on dialogue and story hooks, like Lono mentioned. Some people, yeah, it's just too much. I jumped off the rails with The Witcher 3 when there was a lengthy dialogue tree for a guy looking for his goat. I was like, I can't do this. I just want to grab side quests and be left alone. I loved the witcher's combat a lot of people don't like the combat i actually liked it i was getting pretty good at it and uh unfortunately i just never got a chance to finish it we were doing like i was doing a witcher playthrough where i was like doing Geralt's voice and if you weren't looking at the screen i was tricking people they were like wait did he who said that was it lono or was it the game it was pretty funny but again that was when we streamed on purple and purple as a platform squashes innovation and creativity they make you stay in like a super super narrow lane which which obviously disclaimer on this there is a really great 25 minute or so documentary on vice about amaranth now if you're familiar with amaranth it has peppered throughout it not safe for work imagery um it's all very brief it's not it's actually i thought it was very i thought it was tasteful in the way that they did it that documentary will open your eyes will open your eyes about number one how smart she is uh i actually as a dad i got emotional watching it because i was like man if this is my daughter i would be i would feel so bad for what she's having to go through and like the psychological like journey she's going through in any case it's a it's a it's a really good window i i think into how misunderstood she is as well as i'm telling you telling you there are big things happening this year and it ain't going to be good for uh for purple but again but again viewer disclaimer warning if you're going to watch that it does have um peppered throughout it imagery that you know you're not it's not safe for work because it's it's amaranth but it was i'm telling you it was eye-opening it's a video it's a documentary um it's really well done i i like i said i got emotional like i kind of I, I i'm not kidding you like as a dad i've been through like three years of therapy i'm i'm like way more emotional now if there's ever anything that that touches on you know people that are sort of damaged i got i started crying i was like this is sad this is actually like a really sad story i think not because of how she makes her money but what it's doing to her um i think i'm 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 actually I don't know. I don't want to derail conversation. I'm worried about her. I, it, like as a dad, I got concerned. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this poor, this poor young girl. Like she's brilliant. She's smart. She's super strategic, and she's logical in how she's doing this. But um, it's just, it's just, I just don't think it's good for you. So we're reading through uh, the cyberpunk leaks here and questioning whether or not these cyberpunk leaks are credible or not and i believe that there are elements of them that are credible i believe there's elements of them that seem way overstated uh the best example i can give it's getting warm in here is uh the best example i can give is that i don't think this dlc will be free i don't think so (laughs) that's the part that i feel like is just grossly overstated i I can't imagine them doing a big 1.5 like dlc soft reboot the game and just give it away I, I don't think so unless again their strategies to win back the console folks um so <clears throat> call back to Lono stream six months ago talking about how not safe for work content chews up creators and spits them out it's I th- th- there's there's that Alarian, but there's more to it than that there's more to it than that she's making one and a half million a month and um 
I think, man, it's it's a sad. It's, I think it's kind of a sad documentary. It is, it is, because she's she seems like a tender-hearted person, and she has like really good aspirations for things she wants to do with her money, and um, I don't know. I I worry that she's exposing herself to the underbelly of the internet far too often, and I I worry it's 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 hurting her. I think there's a lot of micro expression in the. I would love to see a psychologist break down the documentary because I saw n- I saw tons of micro expressions in it, tons of them, um, a lot of telltale signs that she's she's not very happy um, doing what she's doing. So it's or or not happy with with how she's been treated, uh, both by Purple. That's the that's one of the interesting elements of the of of the documentary, is she, much like myself in the doc, was never given good reasons as to why she got suspended. So, the next part of the leak says walking around the combat zone. So, part of the leak is that there's a new area where you do quests called the combat zone, and it's being fought over by two new gangs. And then they said walking around the combat zone feels very inspired by games like Stalker. Um, I don't, again, this sounds like that they got a look at gameplay. Why would you just randomly pick Stalker? You know what I mean? Yeah. The being lonely and the only people she ever sees is her staff and eating alone on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, looking at nonverbals. Yeah. She has a whole section about how she used to smile. And from that point on, I paid attention to like her, like her mouth. Her mouth gives her away. It does. There's, there's like this, there's like this. There's this downturn and this forced tightness when she smiles. I, I don't know. It's it's. I feel like it's just such a sad, tragic documentary. Um, I don't like it. I don't like how I don't like how that makes me feel about the way people are consumed and treated. Um, One point five million a month isn't. It won't won't uh, won't put your soul back together. Um, I don't know. I don't. We, we, I don't have. We don't have any way of like. There's just not a way when you see somebody going through something like that. There's not a way to like reach out and try to help. There just isn't. They're they're so insulated, um, and it would be it would be viewed as like you know, it would be viewed as almost like messiah complex, white knight nonsense, which isn't what I'm what I'm thinking. I'm. It's like. It's deeper than that. I don't know. It's deeper than that. Um. They also say here, Cyberpunk will get its own Gwent-like minigame. It involves going to cyberspace and controlling and collecting a monster, which you can send to JRPG-like battles, and it also has multiplayer. This is one of those things that's just so... It's too detailed. When I see stuff like this, that's when I'm like, oh, this is real. It's too detailed. It's 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 uh, it, it's so like it's so out of nowhere. Like you're going to be controlling a monster in JRPG like battles, and it also has multiplayer. I don't know that that it, it kind of sounds like that board game that they're playing on the Millennium Falcon, except for like instead of it being like chess, it's going to be like big monster battles, and you'll like control your monster. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it might not put my soul back together, but it'd be pretty comfortable while I was trying. Yeah, well. I don't know. Ask all of the the just the mentally broken millionaires and celebrities how they feel about it. Gwent. Uh, most of my time in Witcher was spent on Gwent. I think I'm addicted to trading card games. I am anxiously awaiting getting my dice game from AC Valhalla called Gorlog. Vor, is it Vorlog or it's Vor Vorlog? Um, I did the Kickstarter like the highest one you could, and then they had all these shipping problems. And so I've been waiting. It got like stuck somewhere. 
I've been waiting for that because it's it's a good two player game uh, that I could you know that I could play with my wife. We got uh, Catan Junior, and the kids have been loving that. They're actually surprisingly pretty good at it. They they pick up the strategy and uh, they're they're not too bad. My my daughter got narrow vision though. She started focusing on just getting these silly little parrot cards, and she could have won the game the one day. And she she totally made a mistake and just bought more parrot cards. And then my son beat her. It was I was I was kind of like. I warned her. I said, you got to consider all strategies, and she didn't listen. So, <laughs> it's Orlog. That's right. Just Orlog. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very, very excited about getting that. That I'm, I thought it looked very, very cool. They did, like, a Kickstarter for it. I don't know why they didn't just officially do it and, like, sell it, but there you go. Some people are so poor, all they have is money. Bob Marley. That's not bad. That's not bad. They should give their money to us, poor millionaires. I know. We can't save people the pain of their journey. We can only delay it sometimes. Yeah. Man, that was insightful. I've been listening to Peterson stuff, and he said that you know a therapist should never solve the problem for a person because it robs them of their destiny. I was like, oh my gosh. That is so insightful. That is just so insightful. And I know that's true in my own therapy journey that he didn't solve my problems for me. He, he, he was obviously like helping me and guiding me along the way. But man, what an insight. I was like, what an insight that you can't, you can't solve it for them. If you do, you rob them of their destiny. Like they need to solve it for themselves. I was just like... It was like a lightning rod. I was like, holy crap, that is so that is so intelligent. That is so intelligent and so insightful. And when I see and I was thinking of that this morning when I was watching that documentary about her, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so sad. I I would be proud of her of if I was her dad, I'd be like super proud of her of her business savvy and being like a good entrepreneur. I'd obviously have my own thoughts about the psychological effects of using your body in that way to make money, and I would be very worried about that more so even worried then about exposing yourself to the just the underbelly of the internet and the psychological mistreatment it broke like it kind of broke my heart i was like oh my gosh this is this would make me i would be devastated uh as a dad to think that like you you're 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 in such sadness you know that you think this is your way out i don't know anyway anyway uh <clears throat> I saw someone streaming Cyberpunk recently on PlayStation 5. It looked good. Well, the patch that's coming out will be a next-gen patch. So what happens is a lot of the times when you see a game on the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X, what you're seeing is essentially a a uh, a backwards-compatible game. So it'll look fine and it'll run fine, but it's not next-gen. The next-gen treatment is when it gets like 4K checkerboard like God of War got, 60 FPS improve lighting and textures things like that now somebody corrected me on horizon forbidden west that i had been saying the cinematic lighting was ray tracing and they're like no they're actually very different things i thought that the devs were describing ray tracing but they were calling it cinematic lighting because they didn't want to use the term ray tracing but this person said no they're actually separate things and i was like oh okay what does it mean if somebody is top 0.6% 0.6% on purple? I, I don't know. In regards to what? Viewership? Revenue? I don't know. 
I was I was in the top 100 earners when I lost my channel because we saw that we saw people's what they made every month. I was in the, I was in I was in the top 100 at the time I lost my channel. Now ordinarily, outside of the anomalous growth I was having, I was in the top 1,000. I was in the top 1,000 earners on the platform. But our growth in 2020 was so crazy in the in the first six months of that year, we had we had climbed into the top 100 earners. Um based on the monthly earnings that I saw. So I don't know if top 0.06% or whatever is talking about viewership or earnings. Usually if somebody is crunching numbers and telling you who's in the top, they're crunching viewership or total viewed hours. Like XQC was the number one watch streamer this year. He accrued 256 million watch hours. Uh, And the guys in the top 10 behind him were all about half of that. He's a monster on that platform. Um, they can't afford to lose him. They can't. It would be a blow. But I think they're going to. Um, so, Horizon on PC or console, it's beautiful on the PS5. I actually would rather play Horizon on the PS5 now that they gave it its 60 FPS treatment. I feel like it just is, it runs better on that architecture. It ran fine on my PC, but I just, I don't know. When I played it on PlayStation 5 with a 60 FPS update, I was like, I just felt like it ran better on my PS5. You know, it... it there could be technical reasons for that. It could have been total placebo, but I I felt like it ran great on my PS5, and it looked a little odd. Um, it's just in a streamer's bio. Thanks, I was just curious. More than likely, what they're doing is they're going to uh, like a tracker website, like Streamlabs, or there's like a site called Twitch Tracker. You could go there, and what you could do is you can sort according to certain stats. That person has probably just noticed that they're in the, they're in the top. Like, there are different sites. There was a time where we were streaming primarily variety, so we would play Destiny and then another game, Destiny and another game, Destiny and another game. And there was a site that said we were top 13 uh, variety American streamers because variety is really, really hard. So we started sneaking into uh, the variety category because most people get get narrowed down into one game and they're known for that game. We were top 13 variety uh, for a couple of months because what we would do is is we would take our big Destiny viewership and I'd go stream something else. So I was tricking the metrics a little bit because it would look like, oh wow, this person gets lots of views in this game as well as this game, this game, this game, and this game. And it made us look like a very successful variety streamer. Even though variety is incredibly hard over there, we, we started to crack the egg. It's tough. It's extremely tough. This channel's performance right now with variety video game news coverage is actually anomalous. It's not normal to pull what we pull. I saw a very large streamer uh, streaming something last night, Cyberpunk or something. They had about 500 viewers. I was like, that's it? Like, (laughs) we get close to that every day, and this guy's got, you know, 1,000% more channel size than us. Um, very established upload channels really, really struggle to pull live views. So we've been, we've been very, very blessed with a very strong response from you guys, uh, to all of our different coverage. And if you're tuning in for the cyberpunk leaks, we're combing through the leaks right now. I'm giving my opinion on what seems credible and what seems less credible. They just recently in the leak, I'm I'm reading through here, they'll have its own Gwent-like minigame involving cyberspace and controlling a monster. You'll send them in like JRPG-like battles. Something about this just seems uh, believable to me. Uh, I, I, I think it. I think it, it. It sounds believable. And then it says one of the monsters looks like the Reaper. Another one looks like an Oni. I don't know what those are. <laughs> I don't know what those are. But again, 
these details I think lend credibility to the claims because they're too detailed now there's two ways to look at this this could be somebody trying to trick everyone just to get attention or or you would include this level of detail because you you know you will be proven right when everything gets revealed does that make sense I don't think that's a false dichotomy I think leaks like this either fall into they're heavily detailed to trick you or they're heavily detailed because they're true and they're going to be proven true in like a month when they do their reveal stream so it's one or the other when there's this level of detail it's it is it is quite literally either this guy is just trying to trick us all and he's like well if you include details it'll it'll make it seem more credible and if you don't include details it'll seem too vague and people will just throw it out and be like yeah this doesn't really mean anything this is too generic right reaper is one of the factions in the game and oni is a logo for the samurai oh 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 okay okay Rainbow Extraction is a hard uh, place and it hasn't even been released yet. Oh, like a location in the game that hasn't even been released yet? Everything sounds credible except for the battle zone thing. Here's the thing though, CR3D. Why would you throw something like that in? Again, I, I feel like it's like... I, I don't know. I feel like it's either completely overblown to throw you off or it's 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 genuine and they're, it's going to be confirmed when they do their releases. CD Projekt Red hasn't confirmed it yet, so I wouldn't get hype. I'm not getting hyped over the leak. We're combing through it just to kind of come up with our own framework of, like, what parts of it seem credible, what parts of it don't seem credible, things like that. If you're enjoying the show, I am a safe-for-work broadcaster. A lot of people throw me on in the background like video game radio. I'll be in your sub-feed all week, just giving you good variety gaming news coverage, whether it's New World, Ashes of Creation, Cyberpunk, Elden Ring, lots of variety here. People treat me like video game radio because, again, I am safe for work, so they throw me on in the background. So hit subscribe and the bell button. Smash the like button. Let's get our next like milestone uh, rolling here. And there's a variety of ways to directly support the stream with paid membership, coffee, the shirts I wear, the displays. All those commands rotate down here in the corner. If you have a question about any of those things, just ask in the chat. It says here, the cyberpunk anime called Cyberpunk 2077 Edge Runners is made by Studio Trigger with writing and uh, writing and story is going to be made by CD Projekt Red themselves. Now, this is where um, Barrier pushed back because it says it looks absolutely insane, beautiful 2D animation that reminds me of Akira. Now, Barrier said that Studio Trigger doesn't really do... Their style doesn't really look like Akira. Now, I already saw the I already saw the, the 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 imagery and I actually found it reminiscent of some of the Akira imagery so I don't know if this person is just making this up based off of the some of the imagery that's out or if they genuinely got to see it because the one image was like a guy with like a jacket from behind and, he, and it was like the cityscape in the background I'm like well there's tons of Akira imagery and posters that look just like that so this guy again could be totally guessing based on imagery that's already out in the public right you need a podcast from my way to work uh, better than talk radio oh well thank you I appreciate that um, all these episodes do hit um, all these episodes do hit uh, uh, Spotify under SNTR presents we probably need to change that because it, we're, we're, it's all SNTR gaming news now um, what's going to look like Akira so there's a cyberpunk anime coming um, there's a cyberpunk anime coming is this is this is actually true this part is isn't made up they're just saying that they saw it 
and then it looks insane or they saw pieces of it this is true and verifiable the cyberpunk 2077 edge runners is coming it is being made by studio trigger we know this this is verifiable in the public so again a leaguer can take something that is verifiable in the public and sprinkle in embellishments and then it seems real does that make sense? Oh, it seems real. It's like, oh, well, yeah, they, they, they must have actual information because they're, you know, they're they're saying they're saying something that we can go verify in the public. Sometimes leakers use that type of trickery. What they do is is they they latch onto something that's verifiable in the public, and then because people are like, oh yeah, we know that anime is coming, and then they sprinkle in details just to mess with you. Now the details that are sprinkled in, again, they don't sound like somebody that's trying to trick me it sounds like no yeah this this person saw a trailer or something you know it looks insane beautiful 2d animation reminds me of akira you know what i mean how do they get a studio to ink a deal on making an animated movie based on that game because cyberpunk is actually very popular it's actually very popular on steam and on and that's the PC world. So on on in the PC world, if you look up right now, if you look up Cyberpunk in the in the in the Steam store, y- y- it's it's actually a very successful game in the PC world. Keep in mind some of these deals could have been inked before the game released, right? <laughs> some of these some of these these deals could have been inked before the game released and had all of its problems. Like right now if you go to Steam 423,000 reviews, mostly positive. It has a 76%. Uh, it's been a, it's been a it's at a 76% out of 423,000 reviews. That's not bad. And it just won an award. So the Steam Awards, as far as I know, is voted on by the community, is it not? It won for outstanding story rich game. Um so yeah, it it, 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 it it already it already it it already has praise of a portion of the gaming community, even if the console users had every right to be irritated with how the game was treated. Also, it's a pre-existing franchise that didn't start with this title. Cyberpunk? How is Cyberpunk a pre-existing franchise? Um the anime is also very likely based on the pen and paper game. The video game would just bolster interest in the universe, similar to something like Baldur's Gate and D- D&D. The Cyberpunk IP has some really cool imagery attached to it. Uh, it wouldn't be hard to sell a studio. Oh, it's a tabletop RPG. So it existed before. I didn't know that. I did not know that at all. I wonder how it would sell if they said, New Cartoon reminds me of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, the, the 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 new anime. It looks really cool, man. It it really reminds me of uh, of Scooby Doo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't under, I didn't know that Cyberpunk was a tabletop game. Uh, thank you for the strong turnout today, and thank you for all the new subs. People hitting sub and the bell button that enables you to talk in chat. We do that to keep the chat bots out, and we always like to hear from new members uh, of the community. So we appreciate you doing that. Um. Flintlock says it's popular everywhere. The tabletop has been inspiring movies for years. I didn't know that. I didn't know that the tabletop had been inspiring movies and stuff uh, for years. That is, uh, I did not know that. Cyberpunk's been around since the late 70s, I believe. I knew it was an idea and it had been around for a long time. I didn't know. 
I did not know that it was inspired by a tabletop. Um, that's the part that I didn't know. I thought it was just like an idea, like a retro wave, you know, techno, you know, synth wave thing from the 80s or something. You knew it. Think about it. You knew the term cyberpunk before this game. I did, but I didn't know its origin was a tabletop RPG. Cyberpunk is an incredibly popular tabletop RPG. It's been around for years. The game itself had tons of stories and content since the 80s. Didn't know it. Yeah, I didn't know it. I thought it was just something inspired by like 80s synth wave like and retro wave stuff back in the 80s. I had no idea it was actually a thing like rooted in a game. <clears throat> the tabletop was inspired by Blade Runner. Oh, so Blade Runner predates the game and the game took inspiration from Blade Runner? Is that what you're saying? I always thought it was just a style like steampunk. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same. Shadow Lemon says, morning, been a minute. Yo, welcome back. Do those mods fix the missing RPG elements or making class, character, and decision impact the story? Yeah, there's been some impressive PC mods that have come out for it. Uh, the one that I saw added an entire like railway to the game. I'm like, why don't you hire these guys? Didn't they do that? Didn't we reported on that? Did we not that they were hiring community modders to help with bugs and glitches to fix things? I swear we reported on that. Why don't you hire the guys that built the the the, <laughs> the railway system in the game? You know, get them, get them to come on board. <laughs> That's pretty impressive, isn't it? That they built an entire railway. As far as I remember, the headline said something to the effect of like. It was significantly better than 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 the than the the, the built-in transportation in the game. <laughs> Bethesda hired a mod author back in the day. I know that for sure. Yeah, you did. I'm pretty sure we reported on that. That Cyberpunk was hiring modders or community members to help squash bugs, which makes sense. We this is what we said. Listen, I remember now. I remember covering this now. We said this could free up the devs to focus on content instead of bug squashing. I remember saying that. Like, this could be the way that they they, they, free, they get themselves into a position to, like, actually build the next DLC, you know? Mike Pondsmith created Cyberpunk in 1988, but he had been writing stories before that. I remember when Twitter called Mike Pondsmith this, then Twitter found out... <laughs> That doesn't mean he can't be that, though, Hilarion. Uh, Cyberpunk, the role-playing... Even the collars on the jackets. Role-playing game of the dark future. Yeah, even the collars on the jackets look like... Look like jackets from the game. That's pretty impressive. Anyone enjoying Deep Rock Galactic on the PlayStation 5 via PS Plus? Um, I've heard that game has come a really, really long way. I, I played it. I played it back in the day um, with some other people, and I actually thought it was a pretty enjoyable game. Um, I thought it had potential for just good fun co-op. They were calling him that because of how Haitians were portrayed in the game. But again, was the criticism sound though? You can you can make a story that that portrays people in a negative light. And, and get and be criticized for it. I'm not sure what the criticism I'm not sure how accurate the criticism is. The criticism's accuracy is not done away with because of because of his because of his race. 
he was involved in the creation of the game from what I remember not even remotely it was just usual twitter fodder I mean that's pretty common these days (laughs) twitter doesn't care (laughs) twitter doesn't care about facts they just care about what what snippet can we find that can be used as a weapon you know what can we find to bludgeon a person with that's all twitter cares about They're like, this is a good headline. And they like wrap their hands around and just wham. (laughs) It's like, but it's not accurate. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, Neuromancer's enduring influence cannot be overstated. Uh, What's that? What's, what's cyberpunk originally came from the books like William Gibson's Neuromancer. Oh, really? Huh? He was an actual... So this guy, Mike, was a consultant for Cyberpunk 2077. So he helped consult on it. And he cameos as the voice of Mitt Nauman and Maximum Mike, the DJ. Oh, he does voice cameos in the game. Sweet, free internet points. <laughs> as if it's not a worldwide issue in every country. What's that? <laughs> the way Twitter behaves... Tribalism? What? <laughs> Dishonesty? I would take your pick. <laughs> take your pick. Any one of them. Any one of them could be. If you're enjoying the show, thank you so much for being here. Be sure to click subscribe. Be sure to click the bell button. All the buttons. Uh, my. Uh, it does happen though, says creature. My friend Obi is from Angola. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you look like. You can be awful. <laughs> Yeah, that word, exactly, Eugene. You can be that word regardless of what you look like, right? (laughs) It's not a unique character trait of the West. (laughs) It exists, like, everywhere. It's related to group... Oh, it's so deep. You gotta do, like, sociological studies of group think and group behavior and... it's yeah that's a that's a that's a deep subject that no one that that the people that brigade with hashtags don't fully understand (laughs) you know they'll just they'll win internet points and they won't truly change any of the issue you know (laughs) just make them look good for a while (laughs) it's like you know golly i want to do a whole series oh i'd love to do an entire series on how empty virtue is more destructive than the absence of virtue like (laughs) it's it's more sinister and destructive but i don't know where we would put that and i don't have time to research it but i believe I, i believe it i believe it i do because i believe like surface level virtue can allow true and genuine systemic sickness to preside and continue and it's less detectable you know like with companies and you know everything that's been going on um so i I actually think it's more sinister and far more deadly long term. But that's a subject for another day. Uh, It says here that another expansion, so this is part of the cyberpunk leak that we're coming over. We're asking the question, do you think it's any part of it's credible at all? And the chat split 50-50. Cyberpunk 2077 patch 1.5 leak. Is it credible at all? And we are 50-50 split. Chat, take the poll at the top of the chat chat i said chat a lot another expansion it says here in the leak is in the early stages of planning but it will only be released if the first expansion is a success huh 
You don't need to do research. This is the internet. Just make it up. <laughs> we, we, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The content over on Presents is getting better and better and better. We need to fix that freaking playlist, though. Hang on. I'm going to fix it right now. I'm going to fix it right now. I know why it's broken, and I it's an easy fix, and it won't get broken again. You sort by date added, and then you can't drag, you can't drag anything. Date added newest. As soon as you drag stuff, it messes it up. So I keep dragging Twitch as an adult website down. I'm not going to do that anymore. So that playlist on presents won't get jacked up anymore. There we go. So the doc video is where it's supposed to be. Got a video today about Nade Shot taking a, calling out Activision. That's going to be a good one. We got great coverage over there for you all week long. Good topics coming your way on SNTR Presents. I've had two or three people comment and say, you're my new uh, you're my new esports channel. You're my new Jake or whatever. And I'm like, that's high praise. I don't know if I deserve it yet, but I appreciate it. Flintlock says, it's credible. The leak's credible, but the lore reaches uh, are right out of the tabletop combat zone and Bozo's is, has me worried as a troll who plays the tabletop. Huh. That's very possible, Flintlock, that they're barring from the tabletop as like a as like a way just to goad the audience. You know what I mean? He did what? Nadeshot called out Activision. He did. Pretty strongly. And uh, he, had, he, had, he also had strong words for Call of Duty streamers and players and what they should be doing. And uh, I think he's missing a pretty significant element in the equation as to why CDL isn't getting the backing that it deserves and why it's delayed. I think he's missing a significant part of the equation. And I tell him that in the video. Uh, I respect him a lot. I think he's a sharp guy. I think he's one of the smartest guys in the business. But I think he's missing a lot. I understand his rage and his frustration, but there's more going on than just the CDL whenever you're talking about Activision. Because Blizzard Activision lawsuit has led to a bunch of stuff that uh, has happened very quietly and I talk about it in the video so make sure and check that out this afternoon he ain't calling him out for the lawsuit brother he's calling him out for the lack of support for CDL so you'll have to watch (laughs) you'll have to watch the video (laughs) the CD Projekt Red PR dude did deny the claim however he didn't specify what is wrong he said I'm sorry this doesn't add up I, I, I I don't find that to be what do you all right chat weigh in what do you think do you think that is a strong repudiation like no this is all bunk or that seems weak to me that seems like such a weak nondescript now there again we we said there could be a language barrier here and he may he may not know how to say it in a a different way maybe he's just like yeah this is this is this is the phrase i'm gonna use because it's a it's a colloquialism Saying something doesn't add up is a colloquialism. So I, I, I didn't find it to be a very strong pushback. It felt, it felt soft. I don't mean that in a, in, a, in a disparaging way. It just felt soft. It felt like, eh, this doesn't really add up. Like, yeah, there's stuff here. Some of this is true, but that's the, some of the stuff in here doesn't add up. You know, kind of like a soft, like, make people doubt the leak, you know. I don't trust anyone after listening to Andrew Garfield. <laughs> don't don't put any spoilers in the chat, but I knew he was lying from moment one. I like him a lot. I think he's a, such a genuine and nice dude, but uh, <laughs> I was like, you are such a liar, bro. <laughs> you are such a liar. 
Uh, in any case, in any case, this doesn't add up, but boy, am I bad at math. If someone gives me a list of stuff claiming it's a leak and it all ties into some sort of larger package, it doesn't add up as a way to brush it off and deny it. Sure, but he doesn't... Here's the thing. He doesn't explicitly say that it's false or all of it's false or parts of it are false. It's, it is. it is. It's vague. It's sort of like, a, yeah, this doesn't really add up, right? That I, That's why I think there are parts of this leak that are true, and then there are obviously parts that are not. There, I, I think the, the things that I pinpointed that I think are made up, I think saying that the DLC will be free, I think that's made up. I think the combat zone, based on what somebody just said a little bit ago, the combat zone and the bozos in the slaughterhouse, that could be made up pulling from the tabletop game just to mess with people. Or it could literally be Cyberpunk saying like, hey, let's pull direct references from the tabletop. I mean, my goodness, the artwork alone is direct pulls from it with the collars flipped up and the lights inside the collars. And the guy, the guy, the, 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 is the guy that made the tabletop, he... He consulted on the game. CD Projekt Red denied it. You gotta find me more than one tweet where a guy says that this doesn't add up, because that to me is not strong denial. That's that's a very vague sort of, you know, I'm gonna cast doubt on this. I, like, you see what I'm saying? Where's the strong denial? I don't see it anywhere. It sounds like they told him to admit it's true, but also deny it, so when it comes out, he can play both sides. Yeah, but other than that, uh, MV Rat, MV Rat. Free DLC is a thing. Alright, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Oh no, yeah, the roadmap does show free DLCs and free next-gen console update is coming. Well, that says patch 1.2. So that seems like, you know, if, if, if this in fact is a leak about that patch, that 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 roadmap right there seems to indicate that they, that's what they have planned for 1.2. It got delayed. Right, and if it got delayed, it, it stands to reason that you would delay it because of what this guy's claiming. They're trying to reset the game. They're trying to... <laughs> they're, they're trying to basically be like, alright, we gotta pump, you know, rub the paddles together. I don't know. They said free DLC after the big mess up of the launch. Yeah, the roadmap actually has free DLC on it. So, well, man, shoot me down then. I thought that that part seemed un- like like not believable. They were gonna set have a DLC and reset the game. So then, I don't know, man. I would say that the there's not much here that 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 is that lacks credibility. It all seems like somebody got genuine information. The combat zone is the only thing then that could be just kind of made up. Like walking around the combat zone feels very inspired by the game Stalker. What? 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 what, what is that just somebody making something up? What does Stalker even look like? Uh, Stalker video game. Let me see here. Um. Okay, so yeah, Stalker. They might mean like it's very barren, like almost like a wasteland, like post-apocalyptic. That's what Stalker looks like. Stalker looks like kind of like a barren game with, you know, with with wide open spaces that are sort of post-apocalyptic. Reaper's a Mass Effect spider-looking gi- giant ship. I wish more bad games would do reboots. You know, it's funny that there are people who are they're sort of ideologically opposed to this, which I find interesting. So what they do is is they say well, I'm not going to support this game 
even if it even if it gets way better there are people that have done this with no man's sky they just dig their heels in they're like no never ever ever going to support that game doesn't matter how good it gets because the launch was bad or you know they're they're on the whole like Sean Murray lied you know team and the the question i always have for these people is which which would you prefer then would you prefer a bad launch to basically be a death sentence and that game doesn't ever go anywhere and is never worth touching or wouldn't it make more sense to say well every game even with a bad launch every game should be should be attempting to make itself great why would you not aspire to make something better to have it to have it reach to a higher level of of greatness or even just goodness like man this game is pretty bad and we wanted to get at least get to a status of being good six months from jake on a on a gaming tier one membership here's to a big 2022 i appreciate that jake thank you very very much for half a year of support stalker is one of the best looking unreal engine five games out this year oh really no one's saying don't make it better well, if you're not going to support it and play it, well, then that this is the argument. This is the ideology, right? The ideology is it's going to set a bad precedent and games are going to launch and they're going to be terrible and then they're going to fix them as they go because the gaming community is supporting that. And I think that is just such an illogical way to look at it, right? If they, like, No Man's Sky, for example, they have spent how many years now slowly methodically and I would say very passionately fixing their game and making it stellar charging you nothing for any of those updates and somebody being like well I would never support or play that game because it sets a bad precedent with respect I think that person is stupid but the the ideology exists nonetheless It's, it's a thing that people say and do they think that you're hurting games by doing that. That basically, if a game launches in a, in a shambles, it should be left on the ground to die and not supported. Craig, with six months, another half a year renewal. Can't wait to see the growth of your channel in 2022. I appreciate that, Craig. You could look at it as the second time they've done it. They haven't earned my support. I wouldn't say this is the second time they've done it. I would say Witcher 3's launch was more was 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 more typical for games at the time to have bugs and glitches that needed to be squashed but the game itself was still good and the way they treated it with DLC and updates and free things I, I don't think you could say this is the same as Witcher 3 right I don't think you could say it's the same there's also a significant difference between a game launching with bugs and getting patched fairly quickly and then getting treated very well. Witcher 3 is sort of a darling of, of, of video game history. People look back on it with fond memory because of how it was treated in the, in the, in the, in the sort of the aftermath of the, of the, of the, I would call it a rocky launch. Can you give us a little sneak peek about the new Halo event? I've got the battle pass leaked. You, you want to see it here? Let me, I'm, you'll have to wait. <laughs> that's the second stream that's the second stream I've got the battle pass for Tenrai and uh, it's a leak and we'll be taking a look at it and then we'll be diving into the event and checking it out because it'll go live about an hour into that stream I think on nobody with a $10 tip just tuned in what was the major change this time so patch 1.5 
uh, is it's a leak that is claiming it's going to be a soft relaunch of the game and will have baked into it the next gen updates for the Xbox Series X, S, and the PlayStation 5. Leak is fake. CD Projekt Red confirmed it is fake. They did not confirm that it is fake. The tweeter, the the tweet, I, I want to say the tweeter response. <laughs> the tweeter, the Twitter response, the tweet simply said that it doesn't add up. They didn't say it was false. They didn't say it was but it was made up. They said it doesn't add up. Now, that seems vague and kind of middle of the road. My theory is the reason that the person said that it doesn't add up is there are elements to this leak that are true. Somebody got their hands on actual credible information and then they added extra stuff. We're, we're, we're theorizing that the combat zone section of the leak is made up. But the, the details about like it's going to be a 1.5, it's going to be a soft relaunch, it's going to be free, all those things seem to be credible seems like somebody got their hands on actual materials i have always said that i think these leaks stem from marketing departments or marketing companies marketing firms who handle the marketing materials so cd project red hands a bunch of assets off to a marketing company to promote the 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 stream in february right or that there's going to be trailers and they put it all together and then that marketing company or marketing firm has somebody, an intern or some lower ranking employee that gets a glimpse of this stuff, writes it on their phone, sends it to their buddy, okay? And then their buddy goes to 4chan or Reddit or whatever and then sprinkles in extra stuff to, you know, hide the fact that, like, they don't want to know where the leak is, so they add other details. Updated roadmap, not a great image. So we're looking at, we're looking at 2022 being oh golly you're not kidding about it not being a good image hang on i gotta zoom here Ugh. updates improvements and free dlcs free next gen console update is coming in quarter one of 2022 um now i don't know why they're calling this a patch 1.5 because they're still on 1.3 so do you think they're gonna jump they jump from 1.23 to 1.3 they jump from 1.11 to 1.2. Uh, jumping all the way to 1.5, I don't know. That that seems like, I don't know. That's either credible and they're like, no, yeah, we're jumping pretty far ahead because this is basically a soft reboot of the game. As soon as I saw 4chan, I smirked a bit. Only thing we know is that a big patch next gen is being worked on. There have been leaks on 4chan that have turned out to be true, right? They're skipping 1.4. They confirmed it last year. Oh, so that is. That is happening. They are skipping 1.4. They said it's for nice round numbering. Okay, thank you. I think some leaks are purposeful to get buzz going before the actual announcement. Yeah, we can't just dismiss with a wave of the hand and be like, well, it's 4chan. 1.3 to 1.5 doesn't add up. <laughs> uh... What is this? No. Anything about a new game plus feature? Yeah, that is included in the leak. It says here that there will be... uh, The DLC will be free, and it will include four new weapons, new game plus, apartment customization, and new gigs. Again, this seems like credible, pretty... It's also predictable information that they would do something like this. 
I think that is something leakers do, okay? So I don't think this is a false dichotomy. I laid this out earlier, just sort of logically. When you have this level of detail in a leak, it is either to mislead you and trick you and say, ha ha ha, we tricked a bunch of people, okay? Or that detail's included because they know they're going to be proven right when it all comes out. Do you see? So that's kind of my point is... I, it, it's one or the other. Either this person's just trying to trick everybody to get a laugh, you know, or they got their hands on good information. And when the guy from CD Projekt Red is like, well, it doesn't add up. Again, that just feels so soft. That doesn't feel like a strong denial. It just feels sort of like, well, we're going to we're gonna create some smoke around this and cause some doubt, make it seem a little fuzzy, like this isn't, you know, yeah, I don't know if you can really believe that. There was a guy from CD Projekt Red that said, you know, it doesn't add up. Now, if he would have come out and been like, no, this is absolutely 100% not true, um, and that, to me, would have been a, a very, very different, I think, a very, very different approach uh, to this. Um, I was trying to find a better picture and I found this instead. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty that's not too bad. That's not too bad. The hor- the horse meme lives on. When games these days say early access and you know you're paying for half baked versus No Man's Sky that obviously wasn't completed, I understand not supporting it by playing the updates. Is MP out? I don't know what you mean. Yeah, but Russell, I, 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 I don't understand the alternative. I don't. It's too ideological to me to be like, well, no, games should just launch and not and not be missing, missing features or missing stuff. Like, you know what I mean? So, that's the alternative. The I believe the alternative doesn't leave room for games to launch and improve themselves. Multiplayer. The multiplayer part doesn't seem real. Multiplayer patch. Oh, is there a multiplayer patch yet? I, it doesn't say much about that, does it? It says there's multiplayer included in that combat zone, right? Um, yeah. The mini game will have multiplayer according to this. A different era with a $5 tip. I moved all my games except 1.5 meg add-on to PS5, external SSD, and HDD to free console storage, but it still shows 87 gig being used for internal storage. Any help? I can't help you, brother. I don't know why I would say that. I Unless there's applications or something installed. I, that seems insane to me. What do you mean? Your idea assumes I should just support them. Well, they fixed it, and because they fixed it, you should buy it. No, no, I am not arguing that you should support it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying that the ideology of don't support games that launch in a bad state and fix themselves over time because it sets a bad precedent. That ideology, I believe, is defunct because the alternative is when a game launches and is is in a bad state, it should just be left to die, which you wouldn't support that either. You wouldn't buy that game or play it or convince your friends to check it out because you'd be like, well, no, it launched and it was in a terrible state and it just kind of sat there and it just died on the vine, right? It didn't go anywhere and they didn't do anything to fix it. 
the alternative would be to say well i'm going to support a game if and when it's worth playing instead of having this weird almost religion of video games that like if the game launches bad i write it off if a game launches with problems or missing features i write it off it's dead to me i'm like what on earth it doesn't seem like a a good and tenable position it doesn't make any sense to me it's like so if the game significantly improves and reinvents itself like i don't know diablo 3 or final fantasy 14 or no man's sky you're just not gonna support the game because it launched and had a bunch of problems some of these games have taken a decade to fix themselves I did that with No Man's Sky. This game is never worth playing for me. I think you need to understand, I am not arguing that you should check out and support Cyberpunk. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm anticipating the the ideologists saying, well, you shouldn't support games like this ever. They draw a line in the sand and they say, no, if the game launched, it was bad if they felt like there were broken promises, then that game should never get support. Even if it spends five to ten years reinventing itself and improving itself, you just write it off. It doesn't matter if it's ESO or Final Fantasy XIV or Diablo III or The Division or Destiny or or No Man's Sky. Doesn't matter. They, they messed up and I'm never going to support them. I guess for me personally, I have no time to watch for those games. I move on and look for something that hopefully works from the go. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Like that's an efficiency metric. You're saying I, I only have so much time. I, I don't I don't have the ability to monitor the, the the quality of games and then check them out when they get better. I, I'll use Godfall as an example. I'm telling you right now, I think Godfall is a sleeping giant. I think that that game is going to be something special in about one to two years. I'm not kidding. I really do. I really think that they're I think they're going to do something very special with that game long term. I don't think they're going to walk away with it. Now, if they do and they get that game into a great spot, does does that mean that we should write it off because of how poorly it launched? Now, I'm not telling you to keep track of it. Part of my job is to tell you like, "Hey, uh, I went and checked it out. We did a bit of coverage on Godfall, and we said, is it worth getting into? And I said, it's good, but it's got a long way to go. It actually is, I think, a very good game. I think at its core, Godfall has great things inside of it, and I think it has potential. And that's why I think if they continue if they continue to, to fix that game, I think it'll be a very, very special game. It's just going to take time. It incentivizes terrible business practices, though. Why charge full price for less content when you said would be there? Imagine, uh... Well, but here's the problem with that idea, Odyssey. You actually think that businesses are going to do that more consistently. They're not going to. Do you want to know why? Because very few games pull it off. If you're going to act like launching a bad game and fixing it over time is going to become a common business strategy, there is plenty of negative reinforcement in the industry to tell people, you should not do that. Publishers are risk-averse. Developers are also tend to be, you would think, risk-averse. And they're not going to risk 
their public standing and their support on being like, well, No Man's Sky pulled it off. Yeah, and there's probably 20 other games that are dead and in the bin because they launched poorly, got bad reviews, and that was the end of it. People just sort of wrote off the game and left it alone. Cyberpunk wasn't just a troubled launch, though. They deliberately lied about the quality of the product on older gen, and that was the place they would have made the bulk of their money. Well, here's the thing. I'm not specifically talking about Cyberpunk's launch. I'm talking about an ideology that is against improving games over time and supporting them because, again, as Odyssey just said, it sets a bad precedent. I'm like, I I don't think it's a bad precedent at all to basically say your game will only get support if it becomes worthy of being played. So you either launch it and make it worthy of being played or you run the risk of going the way of a whole host of games that just didn't make it because the, the, the public was like this sucks this isn't good enough and it was going to take way too long to fix businesses are doing that at least in the live service section look at Battlefield and Halo well but I don't think it's a business strategy you're assigning business strategy to something that I don't think is a business strategy I think Halo Infinite is a victim of mismanagement the same way that Anthem was. What you you think that the that, that the division casters at BioWare and 343 were like, guys, I got it. Let's launch it crappy and missing features and we'll fix it along the way. No, it's not business strategy, it's literal mismanagement. According according to the leaks, according to the leaks, 343 and, and Halo Infinite was in like what, what was it called? Panic mode? Or what they what they say? It, the, the word that they used. I think it might have been panic mode in 2019. They bring in Staten, Joseph Staten, to put things back in order and to get things going again. So that's not some company being like, yeah, let's just launch crap and fix it later. Yeah, I, I don't... Strategy to know it's happening. I don't care what their plan was. But if you're going to assert it's becoming a business practice, then you can't use instances where it wasn't a business practice as proof of your concept. You can't be like, oh no, businesses are definitely going to start doing it. Look at all these games. And it's like, well, yeah, everything we know about these games is that they were just poorly managed. This wasn't a business strategy. You're not proving it's becoming a business practice by pointing to games that were mismanaged. You see what I'm saying? You're trying to argue it's becoming strategy. You might not be, Robert, but people are trying to argue, oh, it sets a bad precedent and businesses are going to start doing this. And then point to games that it wasn't their strategy at all. They had terrible management. Like, the Bioware article is so eye-opening. It's like, they didn't plan to launch a bad game that they'd fix later. They were believing in a dogma of Bioware magic. And they also had really, really bad decision-makers in positions that just wouldn't say, this is what we're building, this is how we're going to build it, and this is where it's going to go. They, they, that's not what, that, that, that wasn't happening. So they didn't sit down and say, well, we'll just fix it later. Well, yeah, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just, we'll patch this, you know, in the post. It doesn't matter. Look at No Man's Sky and look at all these other games. We can launch bad games and fix them later. That's, that's not what's happening with these games. What I think is happening with most of these games is I think they have people in positions that fell backwards into them and the scope of the project is too big for them. That's what I think is happening. I think game scope and projects are hitting a size and there aren't enough qualified persons to oversee those projects. That's what I think is going on. 
I think you have people that were perfectly well and good at managing projects for games that launched in, you know, 2010 to 2015. I think a significant shift has happened from 2015 to now in scope, project size, and the longevity of the game's plan. And I think that's where these guys that are used to managing these projects, they are not equipped for it. They don't know what the frick they're doing. They don't get it. They build games that lack elasticity. They build games that lack longevity. And yet they want them to have elasticity and longevity. And they're like, they don't, they don't, they don't get it. Have you read Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Jason Schreier? It touches on multiple studios, including Bioware and their problematic dogma. Right. That's what I'm pushing back on. If you're going to diagnose the problem, then diagnose the problem. Don't speak ideologically about how, like, well, if we support games fixing themselves, it'll become a business practice. That's not a thing. There isn't a company in existence that's going to sit down and say that. Well, who cares if it's crappy when it launches? We'll just fix it later. You wouldn't work in an environment like that because why? You would basically be like, aren't we all risking our jobs by doing this? Like, aren't we risking bankruptcy and shutting down and not satisfying shareholders and stockholders? And aren't our margins in jeopardy if we do this? What if, you know, the week one reviews tank us and we don't, the the game will die. What are you talking about? This isn't going to work. We can't do this. It's not a business strategy. Leadership in way over their head been saying this for a few years. I'm coming into the convo pretty late, but the leaks seem too good to be true, and hopefully CD Projekt Red's denial of the leaks is a way to calm people down. Well, again, they didn't deny it. The tweet literally said, this doesn't add up. They didn't say it was false. They didn't say that it wasn't true. They didn't flat out deny it. They said, well, this doesn't, they said, this doesn't add up. They said, I'm sorry, this doesn't add up. That could mean elements of it aren't true. We've seen that before. We've seen genuine leaks ring true, and then half of the leak was false. They just made stuff up just to just to get people riled. That's literally what Todd Howard said about Fallout 76. Where is proof that he said we're going to launch it bad and fix it later? Speaking of this, I majored in 3D design and arts to get into video games. Decided against it because of the dev stories. I'm now in architecture visualization. Well, there you go. Todd Howard said something similar to that after the Fallout 76 release. They wouldn't say... They wouldn't say it's okay if it's crappy, but with agile development, they aim to push out an MVP, most viable, no, minimum, minimum viable product, understanding that version 2 will include more, but they want to get it to market. He said it's not how you launch, it's how you finish. Well, I mean, but we can't imagine that what you're, you're going to take a quote from Todd Howard and act like that's going to become the industry standard if we support games like No Man's Sky. Like, when I saw this ideolo- ideology most commonly trotted out, it was with No Man's Sky. People felt injured or offended by that game. It was like it insulted their family or something, right? It was like they insulted their family. It was like, man, that... Th- th- no Man's Sky hurt you deep. 
there are people to this day that won't touch the game no matter how good it is no matter how close it is to the conception that they thought of the game that they were going to get that game isn't even the same game that they promoted by the way the original no man's sky marketing and trailers it has superseded that in quality and substance and people still won't touch it on based purely on their ideology of like well you know you just shouldn't support games that launch bad because even if they fix themselves over time for free no it's like what are what on earth and and then and then again concerned that you point anecdotally to bad launches as if that's proof that the that the community or the I'm sorry the businesses are strategizing to do this Bad launches are bad for games because you're competing for people's time. But there are other games that released that are finished and are good. I think I need to make something clear here. I'm not defending the practice of launching a bad game. I'm defending the practice of ownership and saying, we're going to make it right and fix the game. And standing cross-armed and being like, no one should support that game because it launched poorly or the marketing the marketing team ran away with promises the devs are like what are you doing that's not that's not even going to be ready that's not in the game that's not a representation of the game who knows how hard the devs pushed back and were like what are you doing this is a terrible idea it's not going to run well on old gen we don't know what we do know is companies take ownership of the product and start trying to fix it that i think should be celebrated and supported if and when the game hits a hits a point of quality turn where you can say this game is in a, is on another path i believe that i believe that destiny pulled this off with the taken king i think they hope to do it with with witch queen but i think they've turned their game into like a very copy paste mobile game system that is great for retention and engagement but it's not really going to be a hinge turn for the franchise that people think it is right i don't i i don't i don't think so but i think that taking king did that for d1 i think forsaken did it for d2 i think no man's sky has done it with all their significant updates i think diablo did it with their loot 2.0 system i think final fantasy 14 has slowly done it and is now making a tectonic wave in the industry with edgewalker to the point that they can't even get dadgum servers so they're not selling it okay i think these things happen and i think there's two things going on okay I think the idea of an ongoing game is a is is an infant is it is infantile is that the right word it's in its infancy okay it's not infantile it's in its infancy and I think being in its infancy companies are still finding their way how on earth do we do this effectively how do we do this and make a profit right how do we do this and not and not fold in on ourselves from scope creep which is I think largely what happened to cyberpunk I think scope creep folded in on the game quite a bit. And to me, when I look at that, I think they're finding their way. So it's far better for me to criticize and provide feedback and contribute to the symbiotic relationship and support goodness, greatness, or improvement or whatever when it happens. We think we're thinking so. I, we're th- I think we're thinking unidimensionally about this, almost like in a binary way. Like, you either support a game at launch or not at all. And it's like, well, okay. 
the the idea of a of a game uh, of of a game launching and being you know and, and being in a poor state, criticize it, warn people to not buy it, be like, yo, this game is extremely rocky. Okay, it's in a bad state. You know, you warn people or whatever. But to me, I look at it as a, and I don't take Todd Howard's statements too far to the bank here. But it's not about how you launch; it's about how you finish. I do think if they're dedicated to the project and the product in its totality, I can support it when it reaches a height of quality that is worthy of being supported instead of acting as if all that matters is this front slice right here. No, I take the project in its totality. Just because the publishers or somebody pushed the game out on a deadline that it didn't deserve to be pushed out on doesn't mean I write the game off. I say, okay, I'll support the game in its totality. However, you got a long way to go. We've talked about this with uh, Halo Infinite's Battle Pass and microtransaction structures. We've talked about this with New World. We've said, listen, these games, they're good, not great, and they got a long way to go. They're rocky, they got rough edges, and I look at it as, as a total project instead of you get one shot and it's the launch week. I don't I don't believe that anymore. Why? Because I don't think games are static. They're not delivered in a static way anymore. They're more dynamic, they're more living, and I think we need to develop a more living and more agile dynamic view of games to enable the industry and the games to evolve and flourish and not fall into you're ironically taking it's it's strange. It's like it's like the opposite end of the universe as the publishers. It's like, just get the product out. We're just trying to make money. And then you're like, all that matters is the launch. I, that's the only way you're going to get my money. It's like an it's like a flipped upside down inverse version of the publisher like trope. You see what I'm saying? You're looking so statically at games. And it's like, games aren't static anymore. So our view of them and judgment of them can't be so static. It can't be so binary. That doesn't mean that we make excuses and we accept poor quality. No. I don't know. I don't think so. What I think it means is, is you say, okay, this was terrible. What the frick was this? Fix it. And here's the things to fix. That's false. Games have been dynamic since 2004 with WoW. MMOs have always been dynamic. Those are edge cases. Those aren't industry standards, homie. Look at the industry and how much it's changed in the last five or six years. You can't run to EverQuest, RuneScape, World of Warcraft and be like, games have always been dynamic. No. This is a newer concept. I'm not saying that it's brand new. I'm saying as far as an industry impact, games like... Uh, Destiny and The Division and No Man's Sky, games like this are newer. The idea of like a live service ongoing game, what they're doing with AC Valhalla, are you serious? Like, historically speaking, that's unprecedented. To take an action-adventure RPG and to expand it out in a live service way? No! Fortnite, and I believe this, I believe this, I believe Fortnite and Destiny have changed the industry and it'll never go back. It'll never go back. What's good, what's good, Ginger? Uh, Money is limited. So many games uh, I should buy. uh, So how many games should I buy half finished and rushed games before I say enough? Devil's Advocate, of course. Mike, that's a fair question. And guess what? You 
are at this moment in time as a consumer you have more power than you ever have as a gamer you have way more power how you can wait six hours and you know if a game's good or not how did you know when I was growing up the only way you knew Superman 64 was good or not is you either bought it and hated it or you rented it and you're like what is this trash you had no way as a consumer of knowing if the product was good or not gamers now have way more power than they ever have in the history of gaming consumption you have way more power than ever before wait a mere 24 hours and you know dodged a bullet there and yeah pre-orders pre-order incentives early access to betas and things like this when you pre-order all of these things surely they're trying they're trying to trick you trick you I'm not assigning sinister plots here but they want you to commit beforehand because they know how much power you have now you have way more power now you wait one day when's the game launch it launches on the 8th I'll maybe buy it on the 9th like (laughs) can you have 24 hours of patience uh, ODZ says they are literally taking MMO systems and putting them into multiplayer and single player games. That's what live service is. It's MMO systems and other games. Odyssey, you and I are not in disagreement. You are 100% correct in saying that. I am saying that this concept is growing and infecting the entire industry. You can point to World of Warcraft, EverQuest, and RuneScape all you want. That wasn't the industry standard. Five or six years ago, the, the boat started turning and I believe I, I, I'm 100% believe this I believe that Destiny was the beginning of this concept they kind of started it Destiny could be in many respects the, the father or the grandfather of the modern live service game why? a big developer successfully pulled off taking what would traditionally be a single player game with some multiplayer and a couple DLCs and they turned it into a decade long running franchise at this point what are they? Are they they're, they're two years away from running for a decade right? so a triple A AAA studio said this would have traditionally been think about it it would have been super easy for destiny to just be like another halo with loot it wouldn't have been that hard that's what borderlands basically is a very linear story you replay it and up the difficulty and there's loot right there's loot they could have done that they didn't do that they took something that would have been traditionally a contained story and a contained experience and they turned it into a live service game and i believe that that has impacted the industry I also believe Diablo 3 has impacted the industry in a significant way with their system and their ongoing ongoing live service treatment of their game. And I believe that MMOs are now sort of saying, okay, here's an MMO and here's a game like, you know, like Destiny. Is there like a middle ground, like an integrated ground where the the more mid lane player can enjoy an ongoing long tail live service game uh, can we get them into our game make no mistake the, 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 success of, the success of Destiny has influenced the strategy of other companies they're looking at saying and I think this is part of it I think age demographic plays a huge role here 
So if you look at the studies on gamers, the average age of gamers is 28 and up. Well, what do 28-year-olds and up have in common? A growth in responsibility, okay? So the average, what, what, look, at, look at this. Look at the average marriage age of Americans. In the Western world, what's the average marriage age? It's like 28. It's like the same thing. So if the average age of gamers is 28 and up, that is an average point in your life where things change. You get married. You fall in love. You have a baby. You have a job. You you buy a house. You've got responsibilities, right? This changes your ability to engage with your favorite hobby. Now, you rewind the clock back at the dawn of EverQuest and World of Warcraft and these games that soaked up so many of your hours to the point that, you know, South Park made an episode about it. Well, the people that were the people that were playing those games were of a younger generation. The the, the age demographic of those games, I can tell you right now, because I remember when EverQuest became popular, it was like teenagers to mid 20 year olds were were soaking up those games why because that was the that was the gaming demographic like my dad's generation wasn't playing not in large numbers they weren't playing everquest and wow okay so i think the average person has more responsibilities and can't plug away for six seven eight hours a day in an mmo so i believe mmos are even going forward you're gonna see mmos like Ashes of Creation and well I don't know about Lost Ark because Lost Ark's an existing game that flourished in Korea but I, so I don't know if they're going to be able to like westernize the amount of hours you have to put in but I think New World is the beginning of the common man's MMO right that's what I think I, I think that I think that that is that's the beginning of that trend I believe the next the next era of MMOs will be more um manageable they'll be more manageable they'll be more of a mid lane style of build and that is because the demographics of of gamers uh is affecting how they play they play very regularly they play almost every night but they can't put in it's it's not about the rhythm it's about the length <laughs> it's you see what i'm saying they engage rhythmically. They keep coming back. Like, look at freaking Halo structure. It, it, it's almost like it's almost like Halo took the veil just right off their face. They're so like, yeah, we studied the average engagement patterns of gamers, and we saw that the average gamer plugs away for one to one and a half to two hours a day. Uh, you know, Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, and uh, so we've structured the battle pass around that. <laughs> Arch Enigma with five months of subs. New year, better show than ever before. So many great things coming. Couldn't be happier to see it. Thank you, sir. But Ashes of Creation is hearkening back to EverQuest. That doesn't mean it's going to require that level of commitment, homie. Inspiration doesn't mean the logistical structure of the game's grind and, and, and progression systems will be like EverQuest, where you're killing spiders for six hours to level. No, I don't think so. I don't. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. If there's something, if there's something I've, if there's a skill I've acquired in creating content for seven years, it's predicting industry trends. And I am telling you right now. I told people a couple years ago that live service would start to become more prominent. Ongoing games, right? We started to see this pattern in Destiny, and I said other games are going to do this. Why? I, I said it, it was all because of Fortnite. I played Fortnite for two hours. I said this game will be bigger than PUBG. 
I, I looked at the battle pass structure. I said, well, more games are going to do that. I literally made a video and said, Destiny, you did the battle pass first. I remember because they did it. They did it in Fortnite, and everybody loved it. And I was like, Destiny did the battle pass first with the SRL book in Destiny One. And I was like, do it again. It's a great format. And look what they did. They rolled out a battle pass for every season. Come on, come on. I have I, I have a, a a decent ability to do this. And I'm telling you right now, live services become more common. I said that was going to happen, and I believe more mid lane, more approachable MMOs will become a significant trend over the next five years. Without a shadow of doubt in my mind, they're going to make them far more approachable. That doesn't mean that they're casual. What it means is they're they're more approachable. They're more mid lane. It's not EverQuest where you got to play for eight hours a day to make progress. Lono's favorite thing to do is to tell us when he was right on his predictions. Now, I deserve some feathers in my cap for some of those things because I told you it was going to happen. I said it would be more common. Look at AC Valhalla. Look at AC's aspirations for Assassin's Creed Infinity. I've said numerous times that I think Ghost of Tsushima is testing out live service elements with Ghost of Tsushima Legends and Rivals with loot-based ongoing live service samurai game. I think that's their plan. I don't understand why people hate the Battle Pass. To me, it's 100% better than loot boxes. I think Battle Pass, the Battle Pass in Fortnite is one, one of the greatest innovations in daily login incentive that I think I have ever seen. I think it's absolutely stellar. Even Elden Ring is launching more accessible. Yeah, yeah, because of the builds and magic. A little bit. I think Lono can see the future. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Uh, um, no, I can't. In Lono's defense, he's never denied being narcissistic. I've toned it down. I try not to be so ego narcissistically driven. However, when, when part of what I do is make predictions, I, it's, I'm well within my right to be like, I told you guys this was going to (laughs) happen. I'm well within my right to do that. Number one, it gives me credibility. Do you want to know why I became the most watched Destiny streamer on on the purple platform? The only the only stream that was that was ranked higher than me was was Bungie. Do you want to know why? Right before I got my head chopped off. Do you want to know why? Because over the course of two to three years, I amassed so much credibility. I, I, I made so many predictions about what they were going to do and how they were going to do it and how they should implement it. And it was like every twab was like bullet points from my stream. That's not me being egotistical or narcissistic. I, 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 I garnered so much credibility with that community because they're like, this guy said this six months ago. This guy said they should have done this three months ago. This guy said this was going to happen. And like clockwork, that became a thing. Why do you think everybody came to my streams to break down trailers? Why? Because I would chop them up and make predictions and people loved it. They ate it up. That's 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 something that we did. That was something that I kind of became uh, known for. I made predictions about the purple platform that ended up coming true with getting into television, and I said they were going to automate partnership. All of that, you know, all of that was. They still are. I don't pay any attention to them, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what they're doing. I, I truly don't care what that game is doing anymore. I was getting DMs last night about stuff, and I was like, who, what? I don't care about these people anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. That's why a lot of us are still here. 
the recluse nerf, the Eichelos nerf. I got blamed for both of those nerfs. <laughs> oh man, the comments on those videos. Mmm. They were tasty comments, boy. Ooh. <laughs> I was like, they got a nerf Eichelos. It's coming. They got a nerf recluse. It's coming. Oh boy, did I get hate. I got an awful lot of hate for those two videos alone. <laughs> They thought it was my fault. Like, Thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> Those videos were like the comeback kid. It is like I would say it two or three months later it would happen. I'd get flooded with hate. Thanks, bro. I hope you're happy. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> I called him how I saw him. <laughs> it felt it. <clears throat> if there was one thing that I felt like was extremely easy to predict, and this is why I did it so often. I didn't feel like a stroke of genius. They were such a predictable company. It was such a predictable company. Let me guess. You're going to make this big, awesome, central thing. Everybody's going to grind for it, right? It's going to be stellar. It's going to be awesome. Then you're going to nerf it later. Man, that's really hard to predict since you've done it, I don't know, 18 different times. like 18 different times people are like no they're not gonna do it man they're not gonna do it i'm like do you have short-term memory loss like they literally have done this like seven times before today <laughs> uh. the only reason lono isn't still the best d2 content creator is because he unlisted those videos otherwise he'd show me number one well no i wasn't creating new content i was the most watched on purple i was the most watched on purple I sur- I sur- I surpassed the only person the only the only stream that that, that 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 surpassed me was was Bungie and that was because they did their reveal streams on purple. <laughs> what, are you, what are you gonna compete with that? I'm having way more fun in the division two in the last few weeks than I've had in Destiny two in the past year. If you guys have just tuned in and you're interested in the cyberpunk leaks, I can walk through them for you again if you'd like. I did them at the beginning of the stream. I walked through and and, and I, I I think some of it's credible, some of it's not. I'm asking the chat at the top. If you want to take the poll, take that poll at the top of the chat. Uh, do you think the Cyberpunk 2077 patch 1.5 leak is credible at all? Chat is like split right down the middle on this. If you want to talk in chat, you got a sub. Make sure and smash the like button. Uh, that Those are free and easy ways to support the stream if you're enjoying the show. We only need about 12 more likes for 300 likes. Um... Stop making content was still the best. KitKat says, I'm not into MMOs, and I know the ones my friends play like Wizards 101 and WoW cost monthly. Right. I think it's going to be more common that, that, that MMOs will launch without a subscription fee. I think that's the other trend you're going to see. I think they're going to want to remove that barrier. I, I, I do. Um. I know you don't care, but New Light players are stuck in the new six-man event, Dares of Eternity. I, I don't even know what that is or care to know what that is. Do you think there's any hope for Cyberpunk after what has happened? I'm telling you, listen, 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 listen. The game has fared well on Steam, okay? 430,000 reviews, and it's got like a 76%. So bear that in mind. Consider No Man's Sky going from horrible reviews to completely turning the rudder on their game to mostly positive. Cyberpunk's not even that bad right now if you look at the Steam reviews. It has a 76. 
What I think they need to do, I think their primary focus for, oh gosh, for, for Cyberpunk updates, I've got this, I've got this new, um, this new boom, and I'm having to adjust where my, my, my hands end up when I'm like swinging around and stuff. Uh, I think what they primarily should be focusing on doing is recapturing console and the way they do it is they have to ignore old gen I'm serious they have to ignore old gen they have to basically say we're gonna do a next gen like release so cyberpunk 2077 next gen update will happen and when it does I believe it will be. That's why I think this this leak has credibility because I've continued to say they need to do almost like a reset. I've been saying that for a long, long time. I said that about Anthem. It's like you need to do like a basic reset of the game. You need you need to make it there. Are, and this is why I said it would be so challenging. There were core elements of the game that are just so inherently flawed or or thin because I think they were they were victims of scope creep. I think they got too much. They got too broad in their scope. I think in getting broad in their scope, it damaged the substance of the individual parts. Um, And I think that's why this leak is credible. If you were going to do like a soft relaunch of the game, you would do it whenever you launch your next-gen update. That's how you recapture the console players. How? Why does that work? I'll explain it. Let's imagine you're playing CD Projekt Red on the Xbox One or a PlayStation 4. It's generally pretty crap doesn't work all that well and you see this stream this trailer and this update for next gen and you start hearing about it and it's getting reviewed word of mouth oh man it's like a whole new game now that does a couple of things pours a little bit of salt in the wound because you know you're not getting a lot of those updates on your old system however if you know you get that free update when you get your series x or your playstation 5 it creates a value perception. Well, I have this game and it's bad right now, but they've made it so much better for everything I've heard. It's significantly, significantly better, stronger, awesome, whatever. And all I got to do is get the console upgrade and I'll get the upgrade for free and I'll get to play this 2.0, this reboot version of Cyberpunk. That's why I think this, this, this has credibility. CD Projekt Red is not doing their best to fix their game relative to what Hello Hello Games did, which is surprising since they are more experienced and have more funding. I don't I don't think that that's fair. I don't think that that's fair at all. I've been pretty hard on Cyberpunk, but I think they've done a like a ton of work. Their patch notes when they load when they load their patch notes are insane to me. Their patch notes are nuts. They, they, it's like a laundry list. It's like just super, super far. It's like, it's like a CVS receipt or something. It's like, what, what in the world? I don't think that that's a fair uh, assessment of their commitment to the game. Now, I was hard on them. I think I was, I think I was fair. I said, you got a long way to go when like Yang Ye is making a video and he was like, Man, this update's pretty good. The driving isn't awful anymore. Well, then you got a long way to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fallen Queen says, I recommend buying Cyberpunk on sale like I did. It's just worth it like that. 
PC, you mean? I mean, I guess you could get it on next gen. It runs better on next gen, but you're not playing a next gen version. They've even said they were satisfied with the fixes and are now moving on to future content. Well, and Sony was satisfied enough to put it back into the storefront. You know, they fought their way back into the they fought their way back onto the Sony storefront. You know, we're now in the final 100 sub count. We're now in the final 100 countdown to 10,000 subs. We we made it 9,904. Woo! It's right there within reach. <clears throat> so many games I can point to as reasons why Cyberpunk should have been fine on old gen. The game's not some groundbreaking technological advance. No, no. I I don't necessarily think that's that's why games run poorly on old gen. Games run poorly on old gen because they're poorly optimized. And I think lack of optimization goes up when your scope goes broad. Does that make sense? So when your scope goes broad, I think the probability and the likelihood that optimization goes down, I think it increases dramatically. Why? Because you're creating lots of complex systems and execute like all these different things that are supposed to be happening. And even though those systems are not elaborate or well built, it becomes an anvil on the old system. It's like, golly, this game is dense and spaghetti code and what the frick? This system, that system, dut dut dut. And because scope got so broad for Cyberpunk, optimization for old gen just went into the dadgum toilet. And that's why, this is why I think they they mistakenly thought they could pull it off. I think in its infancy, this game would have been just fine on Xbox and PlayStation 4. Xbox One and PlayStation 4, sure. But you get a couple years in, and that scope just inches out more and more and more and more. There's so much evidence of scope creep in this game. There's vehicular combat and a tutorial for vehicular combat. Where is that in the game? You literally do it and then you don't do it ever again. I have never played a game that was like, all right, here's how you do vehicle combat. You press left trigger and push this in and that and get out of the car. All this great stuff. Man, that was fun. Do I ever do it again? No. No, we just thought that would be fun. What? What are you talking about? The dream state thing where you're 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 using cameras and a spider and investigating stuff. That happens like 3 times in the game and it takes up easily 30 to 40 minutes of the 5 hour long tutorial. What the what? What is happening? Why is that there? Scope creep, baby. That's scope creep. You have all these ideas of like, we could do this, and we could do this, and we could do this. You want to know a game that puts on display perfectly what scope creep looks like? Biomutant. Instead of making a very tight and good and reliable action-adventure game, they tried to buffet-style that game. They grabbed from every dadgum game out there and just shoved it in a blender. And what happens? Everything's bland. Everything's bland. Make a smoothie with strawberries, bananas, and blueberries, right? You're going to taste each of those fruits in a more potent way than if you make a smoothie with strawberries, bananas, blueberries, raspberries, pineapple, apple, 
and uh, and grapes. Just shove it all in there. It's going to be harder to distinguish all the fruit flavors. Why? You put in too much. Now, maybe it's healthy and you don't care. It has a general sweetness and you're like, that's totally fine. But when you go play Biomutant, what happens when you shove the systems and the ideas of eight games into one? Well, none of it has a whole lot of potency. It all feels kind of bland. It all feels thin. And that's what happened with Cyberpunk. They have entire systems and mechanisms in their game that's like, why is this even in here? This doesn't make any sense. I've never played a game with tutorials of systems of a, of a, of a game mechanic or, or a gameplay content loop that is virtually absent from the game. I have never done that in my life. I've never done that in my life. But it's in Cyberpunk. All of that points to why it slowly became just a monster, this behemoth of a game that is... It was thin and rocky and kind of buggy. And you take that behemoth and you're like, here you go, old gen consoles. Woof, boom. And the consoles are like, we can't carry this game. What the, what is this? This isn't optimized for old gen. Like, well, it runs fine on a PC. Well, that's great. It ain't going to run fine on 10 year old tech. I can tell you that much. Don't sleep on medley juices now. I don't, what is that? Philosophical question. If you made an infinite smoothie that contained any food that is typically put into a smoothie, what would it taste like? I, yeah, it wouldn't taste like anything. I don't think it would taste like anything. I don't think your, I don't think your taste buds would be able... I don't think you'd have the, dis, the, the ability to s- s- pick out flavors. The CPU in the PS4 is literally nine years old. Right. To be fair, with cyberpunk systems, it's more of an artifact of what was left on the cutting room floor, not scope creep. No, 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 no. You're just saying it another way, Hilarion. We're saying the same thing. You're saying it's an artifact of what was left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, and that happens when you have scope creep. You made your game too big and too broad, and the systems didn't have time to be refined and fleshed out, so we get a bunch of concepts. I said this about Destiny 2 when it launched. It was a game of concepts. Everything was in its conceptual phase. Adventures. No reason to run them, but they're here. Lost Sectors. No reason to run them, but they're here. Like, it was all, they were all concepts. It was like, here's a concept. Boom, throw it in the game. Are we going to drill down on it? No. Do anything substantive with it? No. Just here. So, sure, it got left on the cutting room floor. Maybe they had all these other things they were going to do with vehicular combat or the dream state stuff or, you know, any of those things. Sure, that stuff got left on the cutting room floor. But if if the scope of your game gets so broad that you can't invest in the substance and the depth of the systems you're putting in the game, then don't put them in the game at all. I'm saying scope creep is a distinct term for development that doesn't have a clear direction. I think those systems were planned from the get-go and had to get cut. That's different. I disagree. I think if the scope of the game gets so broad that you have to cut systems that were planned, then your, your scope got too big, and that typically happens from scope creep. The scope of the project is here. Creeps out a little bit. Creeps out a little bit. Creeps out a little bit. And before you know it, you're like, none of this stuff, we don't have time to invest in any of this stuff. None of this stuff's going to be substantive. I'm mentioning that scope creep is a term that devs use when they describe specific behavior of too many things being added through the dev cycle. 
And that's what I think happened with Cyberpunk. You don't know that it didn't happen. I'm theorizing that we have all the markers of a game that did that. They just kept adding things. Oh, well, let's do that. Oh, well, let's do that. That'll be cool. And then you, the game launches and you're like, you just added a bunch of stuff that has no substance. That, to me, is evidence of scope creep. Why else would it happen? You think vehicular combat's too hard? They just put the tutorial in there and we're like, it's just too hard. We can't do we can't do anything with this. No, it was one of like 18 systems that probably wasn't needed, but they throw it in anyway. They're like, well, you, we can brag about having vehicular combat and dream state hack jobs and this and that. And it's buffet style, and none of it has substance. But they only cut stuff because they release it too early. Not that the systems could not have been cohesive. I completely agree with you. That's why I've continued to say, I think Cyberpunk can have its No Man's Sky moment. I believe it can. I believe that Cyberpunk can say, alright, here it is. Here's Cyberpunk 2.0 or whatever this, this leak, this Cyberpunk 2077 Samurai Edition, this leak, right? I think it's credible because it's what the game needs. I think we have enough evidence to suggest that the game development didn't move fast enough and things were cut, not scope creep. We have accounts talking about the game being built with an engine unfinished. No, no, that was Halo. That wasn't this game, was it? Did they say the same thing about this game? Halo, we had the, we had the, the former employee indicate that when they showed off Halo in 2020 that the, the, the freaking engine wasn't even done yet. Is there similar commentary to Cyberpunk that the engine wasn't finished? I thought they used an existing engine. Doesn't Cyberpunk have underwater based skill trees but no underwater moments? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I've not I've not looked into the skill trees enough to comment on that. The exploration underwater and the gear you could buy and the cyber ability to breathe better underwater, they literally did nothing but that one mission where you explore that underwater town. Come on! That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's another instance. That's scope creep, man. That's scope creep. You just, you just, the, the scope of the project got so, it creeped out and got so broad, you added all these things that you did nothing with. Vehicular combat, one mission. Underwater abilities and perks and mechanics, one mission. What? That's not some company that just ran out of time. Specifically, this game was talked about that the red engine was still being transformed to handle FPS and CP related systems from the twi- the Witcher 3's engine. I- Okay. Neither of us can prove our position. It's only theory. I find it all to be more evidential of scope creep. Because it stands to reason that if you were going to add all these systems and, and you knew engine's too slow, dev, dev time's too slow right now, just chop it right? It's evidence of scope creep because they're like, well, we're just going to put it in anyway. Well, why? Well, because, I mean, we added it, so we might as well. There's no depth or substance to it. Star Citizen is literally the physical embodiment of scope creep. (laughs) Is it an engine update or a full rebuild? It sounds like an engine, like a, an engine update, like almost like they ported. It's not like, it's not a port exactly. But yeah, it sounds like an engine update. 
I'm just trying to point out that the term the the terms being used take it or leave it I think we're in agreement lots of stuff never made it to production yeah I think scope creep works in a variety of ways I don't think it purely means like developers that are building something for a client that's that's traditionally when it's used at least when I heard it used you have a client that keeps adding things oh can we add can we add this feature and you're like well yeah we we've we've already scoped out the project we've already given you a uh, a quote right and we've already assigned some of the workload to some of our, our our developers but okay so you want that okay well okay we'll have to spec that out and that'll be a secondary thing and then come back a week later oh yeah we've decided that we need to be able to do this as well okay well that again that's a whole new and then the the, the project goes like this and then the client's really angry when you're like hey this is going to be more expensive it's going to take longer well you said this well yeah that was back when we were here and now we're here. 12 months from King Keys. Have a Kraken black roast and coke in the morning while watching my favorite five foot six streamer. Thank you, King Keys, for 12 months. I don't think I've seen any of the green emblems, and I've seen plenty of you hit 12 months. Let me check on something. Why are the badges not changing? I gotta check on this. Because I've seen plenty of you hit 12 months of, on members. Uh, da, 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 da. where is it? Badge and emojis, badges. Yeah, it should be the green. It should be the like the green that it is. I'm not. I'm not. Or maybe it looks like the teal. It might be hard to distinguish from the teal. We should probably go and change the teal to something else then. Um, let's say engine maturation sometimes they basically a few systems being changed uh sometimes that's almost an entire rewrite it's hard to describe brandon says features kept getting added and didn't have the time to mature uh then they had to be left out of the game as they got closer to launch due to scope and that sounds to me like scope creep savage shark bite with five months of subs almost half a year thank you for hitting that join button again I hate the fact that I subbed on presents and not here. I want my icon. Yeah, they might be able to, they might give us an ability to do something with that soon. So give it time. YouTube might be doing some stuff. Um, If you guys are new and haven't hit subscribe yet, I do this Monday through Friday. We have great debates and back and forth. I am safe for work. So a lot of people throw me on in the background like video game radio. You don't got to worry about me using all this foul language. People treat me like sort of like a, like like I said like a background uh, gaming news radio show. And we have a Halo topic again this afternoon. Yesterday we covered New World and Square Enix's NFT announcement. If you're trying to make heads or tails of NFTs, my breakdown yesterday I think is actually pretty good. It's about an eight minute breakdown at the very beginning of the broadcast. Expiry, there it is. Expiry, hit and join. We're getting close to 450 members. We'd really like to hit 500. I'd love to hit 10,000 subs and 500 members. That'd be amazing. Uh, I played it on PC, so I had a better experience of it compared to old gen. Oh, golly. It's not even the same game if you play it on old gen versus PC. (laughs) It's like you're playing different dadgum games. It's not even remotely the same. Um... Apparently, Paul's saying old gen messed them up. Ultimately, time has proven that we've underestimated the task of the difference between PC and old gen. I can't see the full quote. Uh, Okay. Tenrai event. 
I gotta get the next stream ready. These streams have been so fun, by the way. If you're new or a long-standing, uh, you know, supporter of the stream, whether you show up and lurk or whatever it is uh, that uh, that you enjoy doing here, whether you lurk, whether you chat a lot, maybe you stop in once or twice a week, I greatly appreciate it, man. These streams have just been so stellar and so fun. Um, genuine, genuinely, like this is. I mean, I think this is some of the best content I've had the pleasure of creating. The shows lately on gaming have just been absolutely stellar. And to see the response and and the sub count going up, even when I'm not live, like seeing the sub count go up, it's just, I don't know. It's, it is really, really special. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's been, it's been really special. And I appreciate the support every day. Whether you lurk, chat, you know, or whether you're a paying member or you use the super chat tip dollar sign or the join button or whatever uh, I greatly appreciate it it's been uh, it's been a heck of a journey crafting a variety gaming live talk show um, it's not a common thing on YouTube and the fact that people brand new folks are digging it and coming back every day has just been super super encouraging Let's see. I need the non-live thumbnail for whenever we switch. There it is. Save image. Close that. Close that. Uh, And just switch this to low latency. There we go. All right. Got the next one. Got the next stream set up. We'll we'll switch that next stream in a, in a while. We still have we still have a lot of time left on this stream, but I, I like to schedule them early enough so that people get the thirty minute notification because they might not have been interested in this subject, but they might be interested in the uh, they might be interested in the, in the Halo subject. It says here, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is huge in scope. It features a multitude of custom objects, interacting systems, and mechanics. In the game, everything is not stretched out over flat terrain where we can make things less taxing hardware-wise, but condensed in one big city and a relatively loading-free environment. We made it even more difficult for ourselves by first wanting to make the game look epic on PCs and then adjusting it to consoles, especially old-gen. That was our core assumption, and things did not look super difficult at first. While we knew there was a hardware gap, ultimately, time has proven that we underestimated the task. Yeah, a lot of that sounds like not completely scope creep, but there's definitely elements of scope creep in there. They're talking about, like, the game is huge in scope, it's got all these different features, and whittling that down for old gen was just, it was just not possible. I mean, I think the substance of the content itself, it, it, it suffered from it. I think the substance of the content itself suffered from it. The, the actual systems, the RPG, and all of that. I, I think, uh, I think it all um, stemmed from too much, just way too much, um, too much stuff. Uh, I have this cool extension that hides. <coughs> excuse me, it hides the the player controls for YouTube uh, which is really nice when you're doing videos and you're incorporating trailers and stuff but sometimes I'm like where are the video controls like I forget on the CP thing I'm one of the harshest critics but as a guy who works intimately with software I can see so much of the cut it ship it and we gotta get this thing out the door oh yeah I mean that happens with so many games now it's just like what do you want us to do we gotta ship man We're, we're gonna lose too much money we don't you know what I mean I'm excited to try your coffee. It just came in. 
Oh, thank you. If you guys want to give testimonials in chat about how good the coffee is, we haven't sold any coffee yet today. Who's going to be the first coffee order? Uh, we have three flavors. The light roast is the most drinkable. It's what I've been drinking every morning. It's got balanced acidity. This is my coffee, by the way. It's in my home. My wife and kiddos ship it to you. So you're not going to some other company where I get a kickback. Like, this is ours. Uh, it's a medium-bodied coffee with honey undertones, a smooth finish, and balanced acidity. The balanced acidity is the number one reason that both the light roast and the dark roast are uh, are so popular. Because this is the same base flavor as the light roast, but it's full-bodied with a bold finish. Because it's been, it's been taken up a notch in its roast, but it maintains the balanced acidity. That's extremely important to us. And then our seasonal, our Merry Frickmas blend. This is a Mexican source bean. This is a medium roast with a bright seasonal finish. And we also maintain the balanced acidity with that roast as well. So check out the coffee. A lot of people grab uh, three bags, two for themselves, one for a friend. They can always order more at ragelessroast.com. Again, that's ours. Like that's not some company that's paying me to do that. So, and I've been drinking the light roast all morning. My wife is very picky when it comes to coffee, and she likes the dark roast and the Frickmas blend the most, so much that she can't drink from her favorite coffee places anymore. She says it doesn't taste as good. The balanced acidity really drives people to being like, coffee shops all don't taste good to her anymore. So be warned, if you buy my coffee, it's affordable, but it's going to convert you. Light roast is for chads. Frickmas is for hipsters. Cool drink. Cool kids drink the dark roast. <laughs> Special dispensation has been given to Atwood to drink light roast because he is cool. Coffee's good, says Abe. It's amazing. Dark roast cold brew will change your life. I have since gotten a promotion and bought a house since I started drinking dark roast. <laughs> now that's the kind of testimonial I want to hear. That's right. We, we want to hear that. That is that, that is that is exactly right. You know. Gotten a promotion, got a new relationship, bought a sports car. I want merch with balanced acidity and honey undertones. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think we'll be doing that. I don't think we'll be doing that. <laughs> um, wait, did that say what I think it said? Is this right? We've gotten 24 new subscribers on today's video, man. Thank you to all the new subs that have enjoyed this coverage. Uh, I hope you enjoy my other coverage as well, whether it's Halo, New World, or Elden Ring. Uh, Every Friday is From Friday. We play a From Software game in the afternoon. I just recently, for the first time, beat Dark Souls 3, and I'm a little past the halfway mark in Sekiro. Where's the link for the coffee? Yeah, there you go. Coffee Command or RageUsRoast.com. So the Coffee Command will provide you with a link in chat. There you go. While you guys are doing that, smashing the like button, maybe you're ordering coffee. Uh, my t-shirts are always from 80s Tees. You can get a great discount if you use my code. And those disc plates back there, we are partnering with Displate. And I should have good news about a, uh, a blue light bo- blocking glasses company very, very soon. Uh, so hopefully we can announce that and, and get that switched over. Because uh, I do support and endorse the use of blue light blocking glasses. But the company that I previously worked with... Um, I can't get him to respond, which is not surprising, but there are other fish in the sea. So hit all the buttons, check out all these links here. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We are going to be looking at the leaked 
Halo Infinite Tenrai Event Battle Pass. That's our second stream of the day. We'll look at the leaks. We'll talk about the improvements that they promised for this event as well as events going forward. And then we'll check out the event actual, actually live with you guys, right? Um, so I'll be right back. I'm going to need to put a dark rose into a break in case of emergency case. <laughs> yeah. Some of you guys are getting getting pretty dependent on it. You know what I mean? Okay. A dev company has a history of releasing buggy half-finished games. Full development and original release dates all within the old gen's life cycle. Keep saying old gen held it back. Well, I mean, I think they're being pretty candid in the interview, though, Eugene. I think they focused on making the game look really amazing on PC, and they created all these systems that are taxing, and they couldn't scale it down for old gen. Yet, then, I, I think that's a completely legitimate... I don't think that's, like, an excuse. I think that's, like, a legitimate reason of, like... We thought this was going to be scalable. We thought we were going to be able to port this down. Did you confirm the order? Oh, the one that came in last night? Uh, let me just make sure. That I think they can hit my card. 
because I cleared it a week ago. I thought they were going to hit it a little bit earlier than they did. Let me make sure they can hit it for the... It was quite a bit. Um, Let me see what I've got. Yeah, they can hit my card. If you want to authorize it, that's fine, creature. I was going to do it, but it came came through kind of late. Um, It came through kind of late. It was, I don't know what time of day it was. Which would have been fine if they decided to release PC only. Yeah, I mean, I, I this is this is development, you know, this is development 101. I mean, it, it, it's, it's super common that they think we're going to be able to do XYZ, and then over time, they realize, yeah, it's not going to work. I mean... I think a lot of that happened with No Man's Sky. I think they had really good ideas and things they wanted to do, and then when they went to try to do it, I think it a lot of those systems were going to take too long, or they lost some in the flood or whatever. Um, you know? Streamer Man, what's this about your car getting hit? My car getting hit? I didn't I didn't say anything about my car getting hit. Uh mm-mm. Oh, that sucks, Dan. It's confirmed. All right, thank you. You think Lost Art releases early? They had a very cryptic tweet last night. I I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I responded. It was like, "What are y'all doing? Y'all are early." Um what is going on? Once you learn you can't scale, you don't try, and if you go ahead and continue to do it, you don't get to blame the hardware. I didn't... that They didn't blame the hardware. They took... This is ownership. They said, uh, We made it even more difficult for ourselves by first wanting to make the game look epic on PCs and then adjusting it to consoles, especially old gen. That was our core assumption. And things did not look super difficult at first. While we knew there was a hardware gap, ultimately, time has proven that we've underestimated the task. That's ownership. They said it was, it was, uh, we made it difficult on ourselves, our core assumption, and we underestimated the task. I, I don't know how you get more, more like, they're not blaming the hardware than that. They're saying, ah, it's on us. We, we thought this was going to be pretty easy, right? It would be like somebody coming in and saying, yeah, we, we, we thought gutting your kitchen was going to be a lot easier than this. We really underestimated the task. Well, so are you blaming my kitchen? No, they're saying we underestimated it. We didn't think we thought this was going to be easier than it was. It's not the kitchen's fault. <laughs> they're saying, yeah, we <laughs> our assumption was this is this is going to be a pretty straightforward thing. And uh, it's not. We <laughs> this is more complex than we initially thought. I don't know. I, I don't read that and hear a bunch of uh, blame. Oh, people in chat were blaming the hardware. Well, they're misunderstanding the quotation then. They're misunderstanding the quotation. He makes it crystal clear in that quote that it's on them, that they underestimated it, that they had core assumptions and aspirations, and they they did not adequately see how hard it was going to be. It's, it's 100% ownership and not blame shifting to being like, well, yeah, the old consoles suck, so <laughs> it's not our fault. It's the console's fault. It's like, no. And, and to be fair, 
I think they should be held accountable and taken to task for that. Like, you didn't consider the fact that 10-year-old consoles, you should have been testing things first to make sure you weren't, like, you weren't, you weren't baking a cake that was too big for that oven, you know what I mean? Like... It, it was it, it's it's clear you added so many layers to the cake that it fits in this oven over here pc it fits in this oven ps5 and xbox series x but it's too big for this oven you didn't think i fault them for releasing it on old gen you know what's funny is they probably would have they probably would have fared far better with respect to stock value and the, and the public perception if they would have just come out and like, listen, we hate to do this, but we cannot in good conscience launch this on the old gen. You know, we can't do it. We know it's a bummer and we know new next gen consoles are hard to get right now, but we can't do it. It doesn't. And they could even shown a video and been like, we just, but the problem is, is they could have flipped that into good marketing too. They could have been like, we took, we made this game so big, beautiful, and ambitious that we it just can't run on old gen systems. How much time did they did they just throw away trying to get this game to run on old gen systems that could have been you know focused on the fundamentals of the game's quality, depth, and substance? Like we don't even know. It's like a double whammy. It's like how much bandwidth did you lose trying to get it to work on old gen? And, and and then in the process you launch it on old gen and it hurts the product's public perception and you lose stock value and share value it just tons of bugs and missing features that were promised it needed another year or two and in, and to not launch on old gen yeah right well, well yeah sacrificer it should have been a two pronged uh, announcement listen this game can't launch on old gen and we've wasted an awful lot of time trying to get it to work on old gen and uh, we got to delay the game for another year. It, it's not where we want it. It's not where it needs to be. Instead, they shove it out. It's an embarrassment. It gets kicked off the Sony storefront. They lose stock value, uh, which is which amounts to billions. <clears throat> they had thousands of pre-orders. They'd have to refund those. I don't know why they were taking pre-orders. They had to know this. <clears throat> There's core game issues. Even with those core game issues, you can't refute 400,000 reviews and it getting a 75% on Steam. I think some of you guys are too sideline on it. You haven't played it, so you sit on the you you, you act as if the game is in a shambles. I, I don't think a game gets a 75% from over 400,000 reviews on Steam. I don't think that happens if the game is if the game is so badly broken that it shouldn't have launched. I'm not disagreeing that they should have waited. Right? They should have waited. I'm agreeing with that premise, but I'm not agreeing with the further element of the premise that's like, it was so bad that it shouldn't even have launched. I don't know. I can because the game should have been a 9. Right, a 77 or a 76 is mediocre for them. Sure, it should have been a 9, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that, but I don't think that's grounds to be like, well, the game was so bad it shouldn't have launched. I think it's easier to make the case that it shouldn't have launched on old gen. <clears throat> In the year leading up to CD Projekt uh, Cyberpunk's release, all I heard was delays, remove features, and content. I didn't follow any of the development diaries leading up to its launch. We were, we were, we were in the 
the throes of our own stuff going on. Um, we're in the throes of our own stuff. Yeah, James, about to reach 10k subs, man. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. Started this channel, man, from... It was mainly just meant to be like throwaway gameplay, and we, in September, decided, well, let's see if we can have a go putting a live show over here, and uh, it worked. <laughs> it worked. Surprisingly enough, uh, we, we were scared that it wouldn't work, but it did, and we have to give you guys a lot of credit for that, because you guys believed in the show and showed up, and that makes all the difference, you know? Um... Seventy-seven on IGN is like a four out of ten. They gave the Matrix a four out of ten. Oof. How many have you gained uh, baking the Switch? When we made the Switch, we were at like a little over six, I think, a little over six k. Or maybe we, when we started coming over here, you guys rolled us over to six. So I think when we we basically have we've come very close to basically doubling the sub count over here, which is. And the, and the viewership too. When we first started doing it, we were always in the 200s. Now we're regularly in the high 300s, low 400s. <clears throat> um, yeah, I've heard nothing but bad things about the Matrix movie. To the point that like I don't even want to waste an evening on it. Like My wife and I have been enjoying Downton Abbey because I had never seen it. And then we've got, you know, uh, Weekly Book of Boba Fett. We've got, you know... The, and then when we're done with Downton, we can watch Hawkeye. Like, I can't waste an evening on the Matrix. Everything I've heard, I'm like, nah. <laughs> you guys really just tried to cash in on Keanu, which is such a shame. He cries every episode. My wife said, "I do. I, I think I cry every episode when we watch Downton. Something happens. It just it's such a it's such a well built show. It's such a well built show with such good characters." I told you guys, I was like, I, I've always been more of a, an emotional person, but three years of therapy, man, and it, I don't, I don't even try to hold back anymore. I'm like, oh no, I'm crying. <laughs> She's always like, are you crying? I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, this is a good scene. <laughs> uh, have you tried Yellowstone yet? No, no. I've heard good things about that show as well. Um. Mm, those who don't try to watch something simply due to review need to open the doors once in a while just because someone doesn't enjoy something I love the original Matrix trilogy and everything I've heard I'd rather just not throw away an evening on it right now I just I don't know you know people hold those movies on a pedestal I don't understand the Matrix movies, you have to view them in context. It's like viewing the original Terminator movies or, or you know, Alien Aliens. You have to watch them in context. When they launched, they were incredible. Especially the first Matrix movie. It's just, at the time, it was stellar. And I know now it doesn't quite hold, it doesn't quite hold together, but I still think they're amazing movies. It's better than two and three. You should definitely watch it. Mm. <laughs> Alien's still pretty good. The first Alien is good because it abides by very good, very good uh, sci-fi horror like rules. Um, 
and and aliens the second one is also very very good cameron james cameron did such an excellent job with it um but you still have to watch them in context there's elements to them that are that are dated you know i've had a lot of people recommend ted lasso yeah 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 they're great for an angry teen <laughs> um i never watched streamers until i luckily ran into you on youtube since then, I've been constantly intrigued by your conversation and perspective. Congratulations on the 10K to come. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I th- The thing that's been the most encouraging about doing this live show over here on SMTR Gaming is half of the, the, the names in chat I don't recognize anymore. I recognize virtually every name that's green with the badge, but everybody else, I'm like, that's got to be somebody new. You know what I mean? It's got to be somebody new. I don't recognize a lot of them first matrix was in 1999 yeah yeah it's stellar Mm. absolutely not matrix 4 is no way better than 2 or 3 jstub says I feel like it is yeah so it sounds like people are split 10k to what oh we're about to hit 10,000 subs on this channel that unlocks like new features for the channel um, you get treated a little bit better by YouTube because you're seen as like a milestone channel. You're not just like a baby channel. Um, 10, 10K is pretty big. You recognize me? Of course I recognize you, Noah. Um, you're from, you, you, fo- you followed me from Purple. I forget what your name was over there. Was it Noah? Was it Noah JM over there? Um, no, I've not watched the Witcher series. I always watch TV with my wife and she wouldn't like it, so. Hey, we had two coffee orders come through. A bag of Frickmas to Mac2099 and then a bag of the Light Roast to Caleb. Thank you. There it is. Two orders. Back to back. Thank you guys so, so much. <clears throat> I lurk 99% of the time, but I'm here. Well, thank you. I'm not going to stop saying Arcane until you watch it. I don't think my wife would like it. I, 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 I enjoy watching shows with her more than like forcing her to watch something that I know she wouldn't like. <laughs> now, sometimes she's a little stubborn. I'm like, I know you're going to like this show. Just give it time. Like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I was like, I know you're going to like this show. And it took some time, but we ended up both very much enjoying that show. Um, and then the one on Netflix, uh, I can't say the name because it's got like a swear. Their last name is like a swear. The Creek one, Craps Creek. <laughs> but I can't say it because I don't, I don't swear on this channel. Um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard Station Eleven as well. Yeah. Um, I think you would like Superman and Lois. I grew up watching Superman and Lois. Isn't that an old show? That's an old show with, and that guy's kind of, in that guy kind of like a, I don't know. Murph Dog with five months of subs. Hey, five months. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, I've not seen Don't Look Up yet, but I've heard it's good. Please give us coffee icon for being buyers. I don't have a way of doing that, Caleb. Sorry. <laughs> I don't have a way of doing that. I wish I did. That would be so cool if we could do that. <clears throat> That's Lois and Clark with Dean Kane. There's a new one. Wait, there's a new one called S- Superman and Lois? I've not heard about this. I followed your small dose of suggestions when it comes to TV shows. I can't agree with you that to not binge watching has really piqued my interest and kept me engaged in the story. Oh, that's right. Was this a spinoff from Supergirl? 
I can't. I I don't know, dude. That guy looks just like so. Ter- I don't like his look at all. He looks terrible. I don't mean to insult his looks. He's a handsome man. I, he doesn't look like Superman. He looks awful for Superman. He just looks. I don't even. I can't even put it into words. It's his eyes. He looks like he looks like an on. He looks like a robot or something. You hate the suit. I can't do it. It's too, especially after Henry Cavill. Like he's 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 my he's my Superman. He's the best we'll probably ever get. Perfectly cast. His body's built for the part. It's just he's Superman. Detonator with five months of membership. Just testing this button again. Here's the 10K. Thank you for testing out the membership button. Appreciate that. It, every once in a while, it doesn't work, and you guys gotta kind of ring it out. looks like an accountant yeah i just i can't i don't know i can't do it i can't do it i it's it's so hard for me to to because i i like henry cavill so much i like him so much as a as superman i i can't watch that and and probably I, I don't know the twilight batman's okay i don't have a favorite batman i thought christian bale's batman was good but it was ruined by awful teen angst like romance crap so i don't think christian bale's batman is that good and I don't like the old ones that much either. I think I think Pattinson's gonna seal it. I think he's absolutely gonna seal it. I think he'll be the I think he'll be the the better of the of the three or four, however many. Yeah, it's so hard to count Kilmer and, and Clooney. Golly. It's so funny that <laughs> Yeah, Kilmer and Clooney. I wanna have Brad Pitt be it as well, and then do like an Ocean's Eleven spin-off while you're at it. Discord watch parties when a lot of you will eat your words over Pattinson. Yeah, Robert Pattinson has just such an amazing backlog of movies. Everyone's like, but he was in Twilight. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and 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 Heath Ledger was in Ten Things I Hate About You. Are we are we making points here or just referencing movies you don't like? He's coming off as a dark and broody teen. I hope that's not the case. From the, from the descriptions I've read about it, Eugene, I don't think that's it. I think he's actually going to be the, the one who, who, dan- who like, who's torn between vengeance and, and, and brutality and, and having a code. I think he's going to be a very, a, a better version. I don't think it's going to be, I don't know, like, like, like Christian Bale, they, it was just like, oh man, he, he, he kind of looks apart of uh, Bruce Wayne. He, he kind of has that arrogant swagger. And then they ruined him. They ruined him the same way they ruined uh, Wolverine with all this teenage angst, like, caught up on some woman crap. It's the same thing that ruined the second Wonder Woman movie. It's like, this is Diana we're talking about. She's a god. Okay. She's she's potentially stronger than Superman, or close to it. And I know we talked about this yesterday, but she's amazing, and then she's all hung up on some dead guy. And brings him back in the body of another dude. What the frick? Like, it's so important that she's got this romantic entanglement that we're letting her, like, hijack some guy's body so she can have somebody to sleep with. Just absolutely brain-dead stupid. And then the same thing with Batman. The second movie could have been stellar. Absolutely stellar. You should have killed her in the first ten minutes. 
You should have killed Rachel in the first 10 minutes, and you should have had Harvey Dent get turned into Two-Face in the first 10 or 15 minutes, and it would have been an infinitely better movie. Instead, they're like, well, we'll have an amazing transformation for Two-Face, and then, eh, we'll kill him after 10 minutes. Throw him out the window. Why? And then you have an amazing Joker, which it wasn't their fault what happened, but at least you would have had a good Two-Face. So what are we left with? Some awful, just terrible garbage third movie where they re- they completely reinvent Bane and make him a sad, lovesick puppy who's manipulated by some woman. It's there. That, that it's it's like it's like a glimpse into Nolan. What Nolan thinks about relationships? Like apparently, like he thinks that women completely destroy and manipulate men because that's what he did to Batman in the second movie, and it's what he did to Bane in the third movie. Like what the frick? Superman's a good family show. I hate CW, uh, but it's a next level show for that. I don't know. To be fair, we'll be simping on Jean Grey in the comics too, but they have more to flesh it out properly. Yeah, it's not like, hey, you were nice to me when I woke up, and now I'm going to be like super creepy guy that continues to hit on you and won't take no for an answer, and you have a boyfriend. Like, it was just odd. It was so forced and unnecessary. It made him unlikable. Like, Wolverine's not, Wolverine's not supposed to be, like, a creep. He's supposed to like her and be hung up on her, but he's not supposed to be a creep. Ugh. Yeah, Robert Pattinson was so good in Tencent. Oh, it was he was good in that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really was. Yeah, you also have Colin Farrell, Zoe Kravitz, and Paul Dano. Like, yeah, they nailed it. And don't forget about um uh what's his name? What's his name? Uh Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. I absolutely love Jeffrey Wright. I think he's fantastic. Just so so good so good their cast is one of the main reasons that that game that movie is going to be super successful super successful yeah i love jeffrey wright he has just so he has so much uh presence he brings a lot of like he's like a guy that when he talks he brings almost like sanctimony to what he's saying like it's like super important I don't know I love him yeah here's a here's a here's something from 1989 holy comics Batman what do fa- uh, film fans think Michael Keaton is Batman Jack Nicholson is the Joker uh, King Basinger is his Batman's love interest stop right here don't say it not unless you want to send zillions of bat fans into a bat fit yeah this has been a, this has been a long a long-standing thing for people to like really overreact to casting decisions in superhero movies <laughs> uh. okay let's get this ready here um mm. Has Halo tweeted anything about today? I'm like super nervous. They're gonna freaking. We have to delay the Tenrai event. Like, 
there's plenty of there was plenty of sources that said it was hitting today and I really hope that it does because if not we're going to be sitting here looking pretty stupid and we can obviously discuss it look at the battle pass and discuss the uh Tenrai event Fighting off nasty cold. How is everyone? What's good, Hex? Hope you all feel better. Uh, that's not fun. This time of year, man, it just knocks you down. Like the simplest little thing, you know? Okay. Hit. Discord with an announcement. And then... We're going to redirect. Uh, we're going to redirect... Yeah, the Tenrai Battle Pass is supposed to come out today. We have a leak. We'll take a look at the leak, and we'll uh, we'll dive into gameplay as long as it launches today, because it's supposed to. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's supposed to. So we'll uh, we'll see if it actually happens. Um, so yeah, and it should redirect you. If it doesn't redirect you, I'm gonna put a link in chat. All right. That is where we are headed. If the if the redirect doesn't work. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. In this stream, we're going to be combing over the leaked Halo Infinite Tenrai Battle Pass, also combing over the promised changes from 343 about what exactly is going to be entailed in this compared to the last one because they did admit that they kind of got a lot of it wrong. If you like these kind of streams, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss everything. I will be combing over right here at the beginning of the stream. I'll be combing over the updates and the things that they promised. And then during the stream, I will be looking at the actual, uh, the leaked battle pass. And then 